Blog Talk Radio. Really trying to make a change. 
What do you do when the death of a person inspires a nation, a young nation? Obviously, everybody don't know Nipsey Hussle, but those that do and follow him definitely is inspired, uh, most of them, at this time. A lot of them are grieved, a lot of them are grieving, and and uh, there is some sense of hopelessness among some. But a lot of them have taken this opportunity to take a, a giant step forward, and I have heard several conversations uh, um, with different people, some in family, some not in family, some on social media, some posts here and there. Uh, just even uh, some of the um, uh, write-ups by a lot of our um, news affiliates. There is a rumbling in America over the death, the life, the works of Nipsey Hussle. So tonight, this show will be honor, uh, honoring him and his work and this nation, this hope, this twinkle in the eye of some that have gleamed strength even in his death. I'm Brother Seth again. Again, you're listening to the Five Smooth Song Network, and this is what we do every single Tuesday night. We thank you for following the network, those of you that have been following us since 2011, those of you that have been joining, just joined us last week for the first time. You're a Nipsey Hussle fan, or you want to know more about him, we welcome you as well. And also, I want to welcome my Bloodline family that, that is supportive, some of them, uh, and that is the Douglas Kennedy family line, all in 13 states, I believe we are. I want to thank you all for tuning in here and there. This is a national uh, blog show. Well, I take that back. Actually, we get some callers from Singapore and all over, so we may get those calls again. We do get calls from uh, just various parts of the world, London, uh, Europe. We had had one in a while, but when you're on the internet, folks, you just got to say global. It's all there is to it. Don't mean you're hitting every spot on the planet. It just means you never know who you'll get a call from. You never know who's going to click on these links a little later on. There is actually a grid of all the, con- con- the, con- the continents, and, and uh, Blog Talk is kind enough to put this, this, this map, and you can see where your shows are affected. may not be a whole lot of shows, but anyway, welcome, 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 wherever you at wherever you at whatever you're doing i know you uh have to be a very uh, uh intelligent wise person to tune into this show about this topic uh everybody is not concerned about nipsey hustle a lot of people have bought the media's version of who he is um and uh have just wrote him off as just another rapper or another uh gang banger uh, turn good and uh he is so much more than that, and uh, and by the way, I don't want to come off as Nipsey's boy or some great fan. He, I just learned about him a couple of weeks ago, just like many of you have, but I have done a lot of research on him and what he was trying to do and what the people think of him, and I'm very, very, very impressed by this young man who was just simply taking his time trying to make a difference. Now, I'm not down with Nipsey's music. Uh, y'all know me. This is the a Christian network. Or I shouldn't say Christian because uh, I don't agree with a whole lot of things in Christianity, but I do believe in Christ, and I do believe in the Scriptures. But I don't like the word Christian, but this is a, a, a network where we just try to seek the Most High and... Um, we also, the big thing about this network is we uh, wholeheartedly believe and accept the fact that African Americans is one of the lost tribes of Israel. That's what set us apart from a lot of other blogs. And so we try to look at the news and whatever's happening to these people from a Hebraic or Hebrew or Israelite or Jewish standpoint. This is what we do at this network. We just try to take the news the way it is, brothers and sisters, and we try to decode it, unscramble it see what the Most High is saying to his people. So, 
Again, I just want to welcome y'all, and I thank y'all so much for tuning in. Turn it down just a little bit. So, how are you doing tonight, family? How are you doing tonight? Hopefully blessed and highly favored, and I mean that. And I want to say this. I don't say it often uh, at the beginning of the show, no, at the end of the show, but I love every single one of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. There really is. This is a love show. I'm not trying to hate on nobody, no culture, no people. Nobody on this earth have proved, have done anything to prove or to persuade me to hate them. Because I recognize, like the Ephesians, or the book of Ephesians say in the scriptures, Ephesians 6 say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our war is not against flesh and blood. Our war never was with flesh and blood. Flesh and blood do not have the intelligence to pull off the kinds of evil we see. But the scripture goes on to say we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but, but against, here we go, here we go, here's our enemies, principalities, spiritual wickedness, and high places. Brother Seth believe, and a lot of my guests that come on periodically believe, that the enemies are ignorance, which means complete no information, no truth. Deception, which means half and little truth, and half lie. Very dangerous combination. Again, that's deception. And then lies, which is complete wrong information. This is what we believe is the enemy, along with evil spirits, spirits that do not have bodies. Yes, 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 they are in our world, influencing, speaking into the minds of people. So what happened to Nipsey? Probably a combination of the all. Young man ignorant, not knowing who he is, full of deception or even lies, and very well could have been moved under the influence of an evil spirit. Very, very true. But in terms of black people being our problem, that nigga killed that, that nigga killed Nipsey. In terms of our people being our problem, in terms of a people, flesh and blood being our problem, I just don't buy it, folks. I think people are like containers. What they contain either make them some of the best creatures on the planet or whatever they contain as containers or vessels or conduits make them some of the most evil people or evil acting people on the planet. Again, Ephesians. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. All throughout the scriptures, the Bible talks about a warfare that's going on. So, so we'll get more to that a little later on. But again, I just think I can't thank you enough, folks. I really mean it. I really appreciate y'all stopping by, checking on your brother, checking on uh, this topic. More importantly, seeing what's going on, um, uh, what 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 is being said about Nipsey. Um, I just thank you. I can't thank you enough, and I mean that. I so mean that. Some of you have hardly missed the show. And speaking of those of you that's been uh, supporting me over the years, I want to go ahead and, and remind every single one of you quickly, quickly, quickly to rem- to follow our shows. Follow our shows, folks. Please follow our shows. We don't ask much as bloggers, but it does help us with our relationship with um, Blog Talk Radio for one. Um, it just when you have a bigger presence on the on the internet, all kinds of things. Y'all know how this social network work. So you're just better off with more followers and less, okay? 
not to mention the information you're getting that will set you free, that will make you free, that the scriptures say. Because we definitely believe that the, that the scripture says it like this, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. That, there I am in the midst. There I am in the midst. Who is I, the Most High? And I do believe that he is in the midst when we come together and our hearts are right and we really, 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 truly is seeking him for truth and answers. I believe that he does use various warns to say different things now. I don't believe in this day and time most of us are that close to the Father where he can just speak fluently like he did to Jeremiah's, the Isaiah's of the world. I just don't believe it, folks. It's been hard. It's been, I do meet people periodically. I think they get pretty close. And, I, and he he has used me over the years. I mean, let's be honest. He really has over these 400 and I think eight shows now. Uh, I've said some things. Some of my guests have said some things that have really transformed lives. I know because some of you have sent me emails and texts saying just that. So we thank the Most High for showing up in these blogs, not just my blogs, not just um, uh, where I worship, but in your world, through you even, as you submit yourself to him. So, yes, this is a blog talking about myths, but we are definitely, definitely looking for answers. We're looking for answers. That, that soul, that young man should not have been taken. Like, none of them should be taken. So we're looking for answers. We're looking for insight on not just who he was. Again, we revisited, we revisited this last week, but not just who he was. Not just who he was, who he inspired. We're looking at that because truly, it's no joke. This man really, really, folks, is inspiring a nation as we speak. As we speak. Sometimes you think just because when a person goes down, there goes a, a, a nation. Not true, though. Not true. So anyway, again... Um, Tonight, Nipsey Hussle, his work, his death, and those he inspired. So, play a little bit of, what is this, what we got, we'll play, uh, lead me to Zion, and that's what we need, the most how to do, lead us back to the past, lead us back to the way that we need to, to rebuild our, our, our nation. Because we are a nation within a nation. America should be our nation. We pay taxes, die in wars, do all the things as Americans. But we have never found peace in this land. Never been able to lay our head down. Never been able to trust our young people just to walk into a mall that they own or that they don't own and just chilling with some of their homies without getting shot in the head or shot or harassed by others. So no, America's never been the home of Amer African Americans. Never have been. We call it, we say it all the time, but compared to the rights that we enjoy and the rights that our, our counterparts enjoy, our white brothers and sisters, it's a, a great disparity. This is not our home, and this is one of our, our core beliefs on this network as we, again, uh, uh, emphasize that we are truly the people of the book. Bible, all these things have prophesied to happen to us, all these calamities that happened to us have prophesied to happen to us because how great of a people. As great as the pain we go through, that's how great we were as a nation. As a matter of fact, the pain we go through does not touch the amount of greatness we once shared and once actually did and live as a nation. Again, we are the people of the Bible. 
And the scriptures already declared that a certain people will go through certain things, but in the end that the Father would resurrect a remnant, not all of them, not all of them, but a remnant of them because of this remnant being obedient and following him and obeying his, his laws and commandments. And we believe this is our only hope in this thing called America is to turn to the Most High and turn to his ways of doing things. So that's what we do 24-7, or I should say 24-7. That's what we do every week on this network. We just seek what it, we just seek the Most High, Yah Israel. We try to find out what is he saying, what does he want. And we follow the teachings of the Messiah. Some of you could know him as Jesus, many of you know him as Yeshua, but we seek him. And so this is what we do, folks. It's just as simple. We are about the resurrection of a remnant of the house of Israel. We are Israel. And Nipsey Hussle, was, uh, father was an Eritrean. And as many of you know, the connection between Ethiopia and uh, Solomon. Many of you know that. And so uh, I want everybody to hold on one little quick second. I got to make a little, to make just, everybody can just hold one second. Just give me a second, please. Just have something come up. One second. I'll do me 30 seconds. Cynic's got a little bit cleaner, but we, we still 
uh, a lot of the refs is, is still talking about competition and my nigga this and my nigga this, and they still calling each other bees, even the, in the opening song by Nipsey, uh, where he talks about his uh, his uh, about his right hand to God, you know, calling this woman a bee, taking his, his bee to the, to the mall. Let me just say this to the older generation. This is hard pill for us to swallow. It really, really is, because never I was talking to two of my, my um, uh, nephew and my son last night at a birthday party, and they really, really, really are diehard Nipsey Hustle fans. And this is what I mean by I know for a fact that the generation is being uh, uh, sparked. I know for a fact they've been encouraged. I know for a fact there's new entrepreneurs being born from this man's life and work. It's no joke, folks. This is serious, okay? Just go listen. Do your own research. Go on the Internet. Listen to the YouTube. Listen to people that are making vows to make a change in their neighborhood. Just listen to the various things that you hear these young people are saying. They're very, very serious, okay? And I was just, just trying to explain. I was trying to explain to him. Uh, how that all of the music prior to this music use English. That's the truth. They just use English, folks. They wasn't know about you know. They might have said a word here and there, but it wasn't a whole lot of uh, <laughs> wasn't a whole lot of profanity. It, you know, it was just they really was talking about their baby, and that's what you got out of it. They baby. Their baby, they talk about their baby, talk about their love, talk about their love for their baby, or talk about their love for their, you know, uh, old lady. Or maybe that's the worst they'll probably get if they call their their, their um, uh, significant other my old lady. You know, and a lot of times the messages in those older songs in the 20s and 30s, it was against the father's commandments. You know, it was talking about extra. It was talking about relationships outside of marriage. It was talking about the sex outside of marriage. Yes, that's always been the case with our music. But never, I, I said all to say, never have we crossed the line and just uh, and hearing so much nigga this, nigga this, bitch this, big this, suck line, you know. And women bobbing their heads and, and agreeing to it and playing it back and playing it loud. And then the boldness that this generation have. I'm not picking on y'all. Listen, I'm going somewhere with this. This is not, we ain't putting no youth down tonight. That's, this is not a show where we're putting down youth. Hear me out. Hear where I'm going with this. And so, but I was telling them that never have we ever had music that just crossed that line. It's just always, you take your message and your beat and your drum beat and your horns or whatever you're going to do with your music and you say what you got to say but you don't never go talking about shit and damn and motherfucker. They just never did that. Now we got this music that's doing that and they think we're supposed to honor them and, 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 and respect them like we did all of the previous artists before them. And we've never ever had that demand put on us as adults. And, and that's why there's this big, great divide. And I think, it's, to be very honest with your family and friends, I think it's satanic. I think it's something to divide the old from the new, uh, from the old from, from the young. It's just, it's just, it's a trick of the enemy to get them to keep playing and saying these words, so we will reject them. And when we, re- and when we reject them, there's this platform formed that it's us against them. It's just another form to divide us. We want to hear these young people. We want to hear what they have to say. But we, they, you know, a lot of them don't know. I said this too last night to my nephew and, and, and son and uh, my niece as well. I was saying uh, that <laughs> we have been committed.
commission as believers not to in, not to put certain things in our spirits. I didn't all know if they knew this or not, and if they may be listening. So if y'all are, y'all go ahead and press one. Y'all come on the phone lines and talk to me. But I let them know that as believers, the Bible says, "Whatsoever things is a good report, think on these things. Whatsoever things are just and, uh, and holy, uh, uh, you know, basically positive in y'all's language, think on these things." So we can only entertain uh, what happened to you in the hood and how all these MFs is after you for so long. As a believer, we can't put that in our spirit. So our young people and the older generation is at odds. We can listen to some of this music in some, in some instances. You know, we just simply can't. I want our young people to understand something about the old people. We love you. We respect you. We need you. And one day you will lead us, but we can't. We can't listen to what you're trying to say. We just can't. It's against our beliefs. Because the scripture knows, the Father knows when we begin to entertain a lot of what y'all are saying is the problem, the problem, the problem. How these niggas are jealous, you know, ain't a bitch better than mine. And, you know, if you don't like me, you can suck my so-and-so. We can't entertain that. We are holy. We are holy people. Don't mean we're perfect, but I mean holy meaning a holy calling upon us as believers. Those that have turned their lives around, those that are serious, those that are really trying to please the Most High, these are a holy nation. We've been called to walk a higher standard, and we can't sit around and listen to Snoop and, and, all, and all these other rappers, and, and, and we just can't. But when they do something as big as what Nipsey Hussle has done, when they take their proceeds from their music and begin to get creative with it and start trying to build that, get our attention. And that's why he wasn't known. I think one of the reasons he wasn't known is because of his music and his profanity and all that. Another thing is because the racist media want to make sure a lot of, a lot of, not all media is racist, but a lot of them just don't want to promote black men. Just that simple. Don't want to in any way put something out there that's going to make white people look bad or make black people look too good. This is America. This is America. So anyway, I got some guests that's going to be on tonight. If you are in the house, uh, some of them are going to be running a little late. But until they get here, I'm going to go ahead and fire away because we got so much to talk about, so much to talk about. We're going to really talk about what this young man have done financially, the different things he was involved in when our guest comes on. But we have some guests. And if you are going to be in the house, and I go ahead and press 1. I see we want see one hand is one up, so I'll come to you in a little bit. But folks, tonight again, I see some of you just now popping in. Again, uh, we're talking about Nipsey Hussle's work and death, and uh, him inspiring a generation to go do, to go build. It's kind of like the, 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 the in the book of Nehemiah, well, it's not like, but it reminds me of the book of Nehemiah when Nehemiah went to go. He had heard that Israel, his nation, his beloved nation had been defeated, and, and, and there's a big wall that goes around Israel, and that wall, their protection had been torn down. We're talking about a gigantic wall, y'all, not no little wall, kind of like bigger than the wall of China, actually, and uh, not as long, but it's, but, it's, but it's more sturdier even than the wall of China, and he had uh, had this desire in his heart to rebuild his nation, and so um, 
someone put it out there, let's go, I think it was Rick Ross, the rapper Rick Ross talked about, I don't know if he invented this, but he did bring it up in this latest generation about buying, buying if I can talk tonight, buying black buying back your block, buying back your block. If you come up in a block, buy it back. Well, I think it's a good idea to do that, but I don't know. Uh, El Shul probably would disagree with me. I don't know where my guest Purcell would be on this, but I don't believe. I believe you should buy it back for sure, for sure. I mean, well, who else going? Well, who else you going to let buy it? Of course, if you come across money and and and, and, uh, um, and uh, prosperity financially speaking, because there's only one type of finance, one type of success, one type of prosperity, and uh, uh, there's other types. But when we just talk about finances, this is only one type. That's if you got the money the right way. But anyway, Rick Ross had put this out there. You know, we need to buy back our block. And I believe you should buy it back. But when you start trying to live among them, I don't think it's a good chemistry. Not if you're worth $8 million and you're around people that don't have a job and they seeing you, they know that if they take you out, they'll be as famous as you. Everybody will always remember them, remember you. That's what these killers think a lot of times. But I think, of course, Nipsey Hussle's murder, we're going to talk about that a little later on, was on a whole nother level. It was politically motivated. I do not think it's as innocent as we think. So we'll get into that a little later on, too. But listen, folks, I'm going to go to the phone lines and bring my guests on. Y'all know Brother Purcell Parche, I'm pretty sure. Actually, yeah, y'all know him. Everybody's in the house now. Brother Purcell Porsche is in the house. Brother Elishua is in the house as well. And they're going to be swinging at this topic tonight. Oh, my goodness. Y'all have no idea what's coming your way. So let's go to the phone lines. We'll first travel all the way up to Ohio and get on the one and only Purcell Porsche. Uh, brother, you in the house. What's up, what's up, what's up? Well, what's up, what's up is it, man? I don't know. I know a little bit of what's up, but I don't know all the what's up. We're going to find out, though, man. It's good to have you in the house. Say hello to the people, please. Hello, people. So glad to be on. Um, I count it an honor and a privilege to even be heard. Um, and I want to say this, too, man. I really appreciate the people who actually call in and... Um, share their different views as well. Um, it actually rounds the program off. It, it, it actually does a great, great um, addition for the program. And it makes it interesting. Um, it's always interesting to hear the various viewpoints um, that we come from. It's always good to have that dialogue and I really appreciate that. I appreciate, again, those of you that call in and um, just, just shred this thing with us. So, um, to God be the glory. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Yes, I'm excited yes. about this character. Um, I said on last week, I don't know a whole lot about the brother, but all I've heard is good things about the brother. I don't, I'm like brother Seth. I don't support, you know, the music per se. But I support the mission. Um, the mission. Yes, yes, yes. 
Well, listen, Priscilla, we really appreciate you, brother. And I just want to get a little bit right now. Go ahead. The mission. No, I just said I think the the mission outweighs, you know, the the other messages. You know. Yes. 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 That's all I want to say right now, but. Yeah, well, I, mean, I agree, I mean, brother. I agree with you. I agree with you 100. percent And uh, and I hope, I think the young people understand. Like I was saying to my niece, nephew and uh, and 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 niece 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 uh, nephew, son, and niece last night at the birthday party. I with Nipsey Hart, you know. But us older people, we ain't always not always with young people. The Bible talks about folly being in children and young people. Y'all know how we all we all go through it. And after a while, in our thirties and forties, we kind of wake up. So we need not to throw away our youth. We need to not throw away. We need to understand the language. And know what I was trying to say earlier about the profanity. And we coming to you, brother Ella Shore. Is a lot of time profanity. Actually, let me go ahead and get. Well, let me get this out because I know. I likely forget my point. Profanity, you gotta understand what cursing is versus what cussing is. Cussing is the profanity we don't like hearing. Okay, well, you know, that's cussing. What we call cussing is really profanity. Cursing is something, it'd be better somebody call you an MF than to get really cursed, the real cursing. It'd be better somebody literally call you an MF than to say this. This is cussing. You're not gonna be nothing. We're not going to make it. You're going to go to hell. God doesn't love you. That's cursing people, cursing their future, cursing their present. That's worse than saying those S-H-I-T and all that. And a lot of believers curse people. They may not cuss, but they curse. It'd be better you cuss than you to curse let me break it down for y'all a little further. I don't think y'all understand. <laughs> it's better I call Purcell a motherfucker on this line right now in front of y'all than to say to Purcell, you going to hell. You're nobody. You're nothing. You're going to be like your daddy. Your ministry ain't worth nothing. You, you're a dog. It'd be better I call him a motherfucker. That's what I'm saying, and I believe this with every fiber of my being. So when I hear these words that, you know, you'll hear different people say, it don't, it don't trouble me like it do some of y'all older people. And that's just the way we was raised because it, it's just ingrained in us. Oh, don't say that word. But we got to make sure we're not doing either or. So young people, try to understand what I just said. There's something in us older people we just do not like hearing profanity but nobody but where we have dropped the ball and so have y'all we both curse each each other for real but you'd be surprised family and friends probably a lot more cursing going on in churches than probably cursing going on in the street well no hold up dog Go ahead, go ahead, do go 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 to LSU. Go ahead, quickly, quickly. Me? Oh yeah, I give you one. You know how we always we often call one another. We often call one another fools. The Bible said, "Call no man fool." And the reason being is because when you call somebody a fool, you you're actually telling them that they are without God. 
Right. 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 Absolutely. So that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one right there. That's a good one. Well, listen, let's go back to the phone lines. Bring on Ella Shure because, folks, I don't know if y'all know this now, but Ella Shure is going to be the one that pretty much lead out, meaning he'll do most of the talking tonight because, again, I have learned Nipsey Hussle, but he has been listening through his funds before I was introduced to Nipsey. So I ain't no need us perpetrating like we Nipsey boy, we some top fan. We're not. Priscilla and I are not. We just are. We are in awe of what the man, young man, has done, what he meant to do. You know, again, I heard he hired. He has hired over forty-one thousand. What? You know, two hundred and ten million dollars in investments. What? And the list go on and on and on. But Brother Ellis sure knows a whole lot more. So it's, it's no more than fair than he lead out. But make no qualms about it. I will be going back and forth with him as well as Purcell Porsche. As well as you callers, press 1 if you want to talk to us with our, your questions or comments, your insight. Let's go to the phone lines. Area code 678-559. Brother Ellis sure you in the house. Yes, you on, Brother Seth, Brother First Seth. How y'all doing this evening? Well, we're doing great, brother. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. And just so y'all know tonight, uh, my nephews were on the younger, and I've invited them, but I don't know if they feel like we should, we don't have the right to talk about Nipsey because we're too old or whatever. But they just kind of faded out on me. So just know that I was. Well, they have two younger nephews, and uh, I just didn't want to. You know, make 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 a big of nothing like that. So the last two shows, last two shows, they kind of wasn't on because I think they feel like y'all don't know about no Nipsey. <laughs> but remember, folks, this is a blog. This is the internet, and we're blogging. You can blog about anything you want to. We may not be an authority like they are, like Brother Yellow Shua is, perhaps on this young man, perhaps. But we do have the right to talk about him, especially as people of the of the, of, of the Most High, as the scriptures say, Brother Yellow Shua. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. It's we we have the power to define because our Father has the power to define, and we just are supposed to mimic what the Father is saying in the earth. But Ellis, you go ahead and say hello to the people, and then we're going to get right into this. I got a question for you right off the bat. Uh, well, hello everybody. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Um, I'm fighting sickness, but uh, uh, we'll say real things. The insight is that there's a song that um, Misty has. And the song is called The Marathon. And that's one thing people have to keep in consideration when we're talking about this young man and what he was enabled to do. And it begins with saying this, I built my road to riches off of lack of options. So before we be quick to throw arrows and judge people's methodology in which they approach something, we must first put ourselves in that situation. And I don't really think we are aware of what this situation actually is. It is not just a war zone. It is literally a crucible of a lack of opportunity. And you complex that with whiteism and racism and the most ferocious racist uh, probably police department in the last 50 to 100 years. Uh, hold on, hold so on, brother, brother, sure, hold on. I can tell by the yeah. way you're going, you're going to go for at least about 10 minutes on it. So go ahead again and do the introduction of who you are, because believe it or not, okay. I got phone numbers I've never seen. I think one of them is international. 
So again, let people know who you are, how to get a hold of you, and then go. We'll go back to what you're saying because I know that's going to take you a while to get out. Well, yeah, again, uh, for the most part, everybody, uh, for those who have not been on the show, I've been on the show quite a number of times uh, as a guest success, uh, call in as well. Uh, Ellison, you can if you need to contact me, contact me through Facebook under that name, um, E-L-O-I-S-H-U-A-H, Ellison. Um, and as every regard is, again, I'm just saying, you know, ready to um, talk about this because uh, I think this is something that's relatively to us as it's relative, it deals with us, it deals with our children, it deals with this generation. So let's get at it. Okay, now go ahead with what you were saying. Then after you're done, I want to ask you a question, and then we're going to go to Priscilla get a response. And again, folks, those of you on the phone lines that love Nipsey Hussle, you want to get to know this young man, or you want to just even say anything about what you're hearing, maybe you disagree with us, maybe you highly agree with us, maybe you don't know, press 1. Press one, press one, press one, please. Don't be quiet tonight, folks. This is a show honoring this man's work and this generation that has obviously been sparked by his uh, heart. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Well, man, what I was saying basically is that, you know, when we consider not just what the man done, but under the, the circumstances in which he was able to prevail and to do what he did, and he as a, for all sense of purposes, he understood from a long time ago when he began his career in rap. But it, uh, prior to that, what you would say is the man had vision, and his vision moved him beyond his circumstances. And I think that that's a significant factor that we have to understand is that we cannot demand and expect certain things out of people when we as a people who are supposed to be in leadership are their elders do not assist them in providing vision. And what that man did in the fulfillment of his vision, because the message in all intents and purposes, I have to disagree with y'all, it is the mission. Because the mission was how you would say it, it was the, the, the message fleshed out. And that's significant that we understand that, because many times people are talking about things in regards to rap music, and all it is, for the most part, is what I would call posing. And for those who don't pose, they talk about a lifestyle that, for the most part, many people will never ascribe to. Well, there's a song that Nipsey has called Who Detached Us. And on the end of the song, there's an excerpt from a speech by Steve Jobs. And he's talking about how the, the issue and the process of death and how that death it makes way for the new. And, and, and I felt the ironic thing about that is that that was on Nipsey's first album, and at, at the time of Nipsey's demise, he had constructed a recreation center where it wasn't just a place where you come in and play basketball. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was extreme high technology. He was teaching those inner-city youth through co- the computer technology, different forms of technology, because he felt that it was, in a sense, unrealistic to think that everybody in the inner city is supposed to be a rapper or that we choose those lifestyles of where you're trying to use dope. Because remember, he said he built his road to riches off of a lack of options. And that is really the issue at hand when we talk about people from that particular circumstances, is that they have a credible, when it comes to talking about a lack of options, they have been truly disenfranchised. And then you couple that with extreme racism and a police, and a police force that patrols them that has been oppressive for the last 30, 50 years. So these are the circumstances that people are dealing with. So when you say go back into the community, and let's not let's see this in context. 
uh, he didn't live in that community. He had a business in that community. And as a matter of fact, on the day of his demise, he was there doing business. As a matter of fact, remember, he employed people. He had people running that store. But he was there on business, which, again, when we get to the issue of uh, is this just a simple fact, a simple case of one individual being jealous of another individual and taking out his retribution by taking his life, or are there more factors to play in this regard? And when we come to that, we're going to see that this played a very significant factor that, again, he didn't live in that community. He gave back to that community, and by community, not only gave back, but he empowered people in that community. So let's make sure that we get that context clear. Because a lot of people I know, DSUs, a lot of people talking about, you know, in order to grow, you got to go. Well, we understand that you can't, and that's a water zone. It's unrealistic for him to live within the midst of that. So I don't think. You know, we have to watch this, this picture that these commentators are trying to give when they don't really know, and they just want to be the person with the new words to commentate on this particular current issue, this current event. Well, let's talk, about, let's talk about that for a second because we don't want to be confusing. Now, you said when one brother just said, I know sometimes you can't live there because of the element, blah, 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 but then you didn't like what D.L. Hughley said. And I don't know what D.L. Hughley said. I'm going to say it my way. I don't think it's a great idea for you to be worth eight point, eight point whatever million dollars, all these things, and women all over you. And then you know how a lot of us got this self-hate anyway. I mean, we got self-hate anyway. We we shooting each other that ain't got no value. So you can imagine somebody come along. I'm thinking about T.I. when he came to Cincinnati, and he just looked, he just was girls was all over T.I. And this one guy looked at him, and T.I. ain't no sissy. He's like, what you looking at, nigga? You know, that's how he looked at him. Man, that meant a shootout. And his, son, and his best friend got killed in Cincinnati. You cannot always go around people, especially this kind of environment. Now, if you're off, you're... If you're farmers or something like that or somebody in another industry, they don't normally kill each other like that. They do try to hurt each other and harm each other and rob each other and take their money and take their, um, you know, that whole economic thing among businessmen, that, that greed. I understand that. But in terms of people shooting you, you're worth $8 million. You might have on a diamond or necklace that might be worth $10,000. You're going to go around somebody that ain't got no job, and ain't no girls talking to them, everybody, all the girls leaving, you're going, come on, man. I'm saying, I understand D.L. Hughes. I don't, no, I ain't going to even quote him, because I don't know what that guy meant. I know what no, that meant. No, but the issue is that nobody's implied that. Nobody's implied that. Nobody's implied that. That needs to be understood. Okay. That nobody ever implied that. That's an assumption again, and it's to paint, and it's to, it's to picture it in a way, and that it does not actually exist. So, you, you, in other words, what, what, what you're saying, in other words, we're talking about a man who built the foundation, who had who had billionaires behind him, and you think that he's ignorant enough that he's gonna live in a war zone, knowing that he's worth two hundred and more mi- mi- millions of dollars? No, 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 no. That's not, that, I think that's idiotic to even think that that exists. But that's the picture in which the press process and the screw things and paint them in that direction because they want to extract credibility from what he did. Because they okay, well, let me ask you a question. So let me ask yeah. you a question. How do you live among your people? Well, the issue again is that living among the people, if you accept wealthy, which again is said, he did not live among his people. And I would never suggest that if you work multi millions of dollars, 
and you come from a, a community that's gang invested, that is a war zone, that is a place high crime, that you're going to live among those people. But if you have a business there, again, that's a different thing. And, and you, and, and any man, okay, if he's running the business, if he's governing the business, that's a different thing. And then they act as if so there's no security. See, what happened is we took a situation where this man became vulnerable because, first of all, he's not there every day. So for all intents and purposes, when we look into the depth of this, we're going to see that this was planned and calculated. And what's happening is the mystery of it that has people now commentate on it based upon assumptions when that's not the actuality of what took place. He doesn't live among those people. He has a business among those people. And he was, and as a matter of fact, you know what he was there for? He was there for this express purpose. And this word gets complicated. He was there to meet a gentleman who had just got out of prison because he had a program for people coming out of prison, getting a bag employed. And he was there to, at his store to get that individual clothing and other things and also, of course, give him money to give him, to give him a, a start off. And so, again, that was known. So some people knew that. And so as a result, Remember, the gentleman that killed him, he was not supposed to be there. He had been told to leave prior to that, that not to come around there. And remember, that man had just come out of jail, out of the county jail two days prior to that, and he was a police informant. But again, we begin to commentate on things because we're commentating it based upon the way that the press and the media is presenting it to us. And then what happens is we have these commentators like D.S. Usually and others who they just gang in, but yet they have not done their work and really investigate and see what's really going on before we start speaking out of our mouth and speaking presumptuously. And that's what much of a lot of so-called news is, presumptuous talk. Right, right, right. Well, like I was saying, I, I, I'm glad that he don't live in the hood hood. I, I, I know how it looks. You get rich and you move away. But if you're there often and you're helping, I, I remember uh, we lived in Over the Rhine, and a lot of people to this day think Seth is poor because he's living over the Rhine. But LSU is with my witness. Purcell is my witness. We weren't living shabby and over the round. We had a very nice place. We had cars all in and I. We wasn't a brand new car, but we didn't have to live in over the round. I worked for the airline. She was a manager, made more than I did. And uh, we didn't have to live in over the round. But one reason we lived in over the round, we felt like it was a calling. Now, right over the round, you got you got wealth and poverty in the same area. I've never seen nothing like it. You got homes featured in the magazines, uh, home magazines, then you got folks shooting at night, so it's crazy. But one thing I learned is this. Again, our people is going through something. Not all our people. Not all our people. Not all of our people. But, uh, Priscilla, I'd like to know your comment on this as well, because you was in that over the round area a lot. And I've learned something. When the people are sick, they're sick. You can't underestimate their sickness. And so you shouldn't leave them, thanks be to people like Nipsey. You can't leave them. But you don't and sure can't live right next door to them if you have that kind of wealth. I don't think everybody should up and leave because you get a little money. I don't believe that. I think you should stay and live next door to them as long as you can. And we weren't millionaires, and so we did just that. We chose to stay. But I often wonder sometimes with the challenges I had with my children, would they have those challenges if we did not live so close? But just came like some other people I admire that live among blacks, but other places outside, more suburbia, nice area. They live among blacks, so-called black people, live among them people who just out of the hood. And they came in the hood and worked tirelessly. Did all kind of great things. 
But it's draining to see poverty over and over and over. It's draining to see pain over and over and over. And, Percy, I want to know your take on that. Uh, again, we're just hitting a little bit of discount. For those who are just tuning in, we're talking about Nipsey Hussle, his work, his death, and uh, him inspiring his generation. Let's go ahead and just read the show's description where we'll all be on one accord. And, Percy, think about what your comments, have, what you have to say about living in the hood versus working outside of the hood, going back to the hood, or not going to the hood at all. I'd like to know what your take is on that. But earlier I sent this to you. Uh, some of you didn't get this, though, and so I want to go ahead and read this. I said, tonight, how Nipsey Hussle's work and death are inspiring a generation. I said, it only takes a spark to get a fire going. Just when many African Americans thought it was he was just another rapper, or just another gang member turned good, America has to go back to the drawing board to figure out how Nipsey, the death of Nipsey Hustle, is sparking a new wave of entrepreneurs. The buy back your block isn't just a philosophy to many of his followers now. Nipsey's investments since 2013 values over 200, where he has invested $210 million of investments. Let me say that again. Nipsey's investments since 2013 is valued over $210 million. He has employed over 40000 among other things. The slideshow photos, and I hope you all check out this slideshow, are not of a president's funeral. But this is a rapper's funeral you're looking at. I'll talk to those of you, you that's looking at that slideshow, and you see all that entourage of cars and security and thousands and thousands of people. It's like a president died, but he wasn't a president. I went on to say, wasn't the president or a president, but a rapper turned millionaire businessman that has become a serious game changer in America, even in his death. So I went on to say, let's talk about Nipsey Hussle tonight. Let's examine his business savvy, and better yet, this hope we are seeing in the eyes of a new generation for change. That is what's happening tonight. We're honoring Nipsey Hussle. We may say a few things here and there. It might seem a little negative about it, but this is not really the focus. The focus is we want to put out truth. We want to, don't want our people. We want to understand. I want you to understand, family, friends, that's listening tonight, all over the probably the world at some points, different fractions, parts of the world, and I do mean that. Uh, we want you to understand. We want you to understand. I know for a fact, I say world, but I'm actually looking at a person here. Uh, that ain't no matter. I won't even say. I won't call him out. But anyway, we believe me, people listen all over. <clears throat> but we want you to understand that Nipsey wasn't an angel. I'm not going that route. He was an angel. He did some things that we can learn from, some some, some steps he probably took we, we can learn from. Christ learned obedience through the things he suffered. He didn't suffer. It's what people suffer, watching people go through things. He learned obedience. And I want our young people to learn obedience. But I want you to learn more importantly tonight that you can make a change in your community. You can buy your block back. It ain't going to happen overnight. You got to take baby steps. You got to work as hard as Nipsey worked. You got to have a heart at least as good as his. So please understand the show tonight. 
It's not in any way to put him down, make him look like anything other than a hard entrepreneur. It's just as godly people of the most high. That's what this show and this network is all about. we got to put some information out there for our youth or you won't stumble. You won't you'll do what he did and even further. Purcell, if you could, and we have a hand that just went up. So I want you to go ahead and comment briefly on what I, we were just saying about living in the hood versus working in the hood versus getting up and running like crazy, not ever going back to the hood like some people do. What do you have to think? What do you think of those different types of mindsets? Purcell? Okay, yeah, while Purcell is getting there. Well, brother, you got to talk up. You got to talk up. Got to talk up. He was probably muted. Oh, my mute. My mute was on. Relax, Seth, relax. Okay, relax. well, it's a time thing. It's too much of a gap. Go ahead. You got to be quick relax, with that mute button. <laughs> listen, listen. Here's my thing as far as this living in the hood. This is the way I see it. If you got that kind of money, in my opinion, you can live wherever you want to live. All right, now. <laughs> you can live wherever you want to live. It's just a matter of, I, I think about the old adage that they say, you could take. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold, hold it. Well, Priscilla, please, please allow me to interrupt you. Y'all, listen, I don't know which line it is, but I, I said this about five times last week. I'm not going to do it this time. I don't want to meet you, then you might be trying to say something. So, you know what? You, you know what? I heard it that time. I heard it that time, and it ain't me. But I heard it. I hear what you're saying now. <laughs> well, all right. Well, whoever it is, just mute. If you have to mute me while you're not talking, or if you have to talk and tell everybody in the background while you're talking, chill out, because the callers are going to be listening in the future, and they're going to hear all that. But go ahead, brother. Okay. Yeah, like I said, man, listen. If you got that kind of money, man, you can live wherever you want to live. Uh, it's just a matter of personal preference. Um. I don't think it got nothing to do with the people around you don't have what you have, so they're going to come and get, come after you. I don't think that, man. I think I think Nipsey was the kind of brother, what it sounded like to me, that people would get behind him just because of the kind of guy he was. You're you know exactly what I'm saying? Right. People, people, would take, people would take care of that brother, man. If he lived in the hood, people would be like, they'd probably be post, posted up around where he live at. Looking for somebody to act a fool. Let me ask you a question. Right. Let me ask you a question, and and after you, after you, uh, we'll go to this caller. Caller, we're coming at you. Eric eight one seven. We're coming at you. Uh, 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 listen, man. Your boys ain't that fast. They might, you might get a shot off, and your boys, again, folks, watch the noise, please. Um, you might get a shot off, and if your boys are right there. They might get a shot off. But guess what? You're not fastening no bullet. And I know this is, can happen to anybody at any time, but what I'm saying, you know when you go among poor people and rich people, they tell you as tourists, don't wear your jewelry out. Don't do this because poor people, they're desperate. They don't want to take your stuff necessarily, but they have to. they got to feed their children. My point is, I think about Kobe Bryant who brought his wife uh, I think it was $3 million or something like that. It was millions of dollars for a, a ring she had on. Listen, man, if Kobe Bryant's wife is shopping at, I don't know, Kroger's, 
and she go down line aisle three. <laughs> you know, think about it. All you got to do is cut off her finger, and you ain't got to work the rest of your life. Set, set, but set, but set, that's the oh, issue. And he was just, oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, 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 because let me make this interjection. You're not going to let me talk. Let me make this interjection, please, so we get a clear picture of what's going on here. And what Purcell said is exactly right. Nessie could walk around that community, and Nessie was guarded by bloods and crypts. You don't know who he is. So what you're doing is we think that we would have It's like this world we're trying to paint. That wasn't just reality. And not only that, the fact of the matter is that Purcell made a very significant point. That is very real, is that those people protected this man. What, you think those 22,000 people that were just one fashion of one gang? That was so, all those people in that building for the most part, except for the dignitaries, were gang members. Rivaling fraction gang members. And they came there to pay tribute to who? Nipsey Hustle. And see, this, this is the thing we have to understand. How did Christ walk, walk among his people? You don't think there were people trying to kill him? The fact is, that man was called there by God. And the fact that you just said that he sparked the work that's going to create entrepreneurship in the minds of these young people because his music is out there now. The message is out there now. They finally live the message. So what they've done is they become even more fervent and say, we're not going to let his dying be in vain. We cannot forget the God element, as you stated earlier, in all of this regard. Because we want to make sure, we, we can't put, kind of put God in a compartment and say God can only work through the spectrum of what we call the church, or it's like you got to be a minister, or it's got to be that. No. You're the very person I used to say. Did you say he didn't live in the hood, but he just worked and he was with, the, with his people all the time, right? Did you say that? Yes, exactly. Okay, so what are we talking about? Well, the problem is, is that when we go through, he said, well, we can't do this and we can't do that. The thing is that we start, we take up a lot of time discussing things off of a variable that we think people do. Like these young people. Seth, guess what? These young people, whether we believe it or not, they live in a world that we don't want to touch and we don't want to even think exists, man. And that's the problem. So when we start commentating on their reality, that's where the disconnect comes in right there. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let's just not spend another minute on it. I think you. I think we're saying the same thing. The man is doing what I would do. He no, you, you the the Richard Williams. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me address what you said, Seth. When you were talking about how they tell the tourists um, not to wear their very expensive jewelry in the areas, the very unfamiliar areas to them. Well, to me, to me, that's common sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what I realize is common sense ain't common. Okay. And there's because I'm going to use this example. I'm going to use this example. I used to run, you know this, Seth. Down and over the Rhine, I used to be the director of a soup kitchen of so-called, quote-unquote, poor people that came in there to get a meal, okay? Now, I had volunteers who would come just to do their due, you know, they, they just service, serving the poor people. They would come from uh, Indian Hills and come from Amberley Village and out in Westchester and all those really nice areas, uh, 
somewhat affluent areas and come down to serve. Now, here's what, here's what we had an incident one time where a lady came, one of the servers, volunteers, she actually came and left her bag right on her seat in the car and came okay. inside to serve, and somebody bust her window out and stole her bag. So I had to address all of my volunteers from that day forward. Y'all can't, you can't leave your stuff out like that. Let me tell you something about that, though. I don't care if you go to Westchester and you leave your bag on the seat like that. Somebody in Westchester, they may not bust your window out because they may not, they may have a more savvy way to get in your vehicle. But they're going to go in your vehicle and take it. So it don't matter where you at. I get so sick of this stereotyping the hood. Oftentimes the hood, they just kicking it. When you come down there flossing in front of them like you better than them, that's when you yeah. become a target. Yeah. That's it. That's when you get that, that's when you get that bullseye exactly. on your back. Mm-hmm. Okay? You want to come down there like you uh like you doing doing me a a a, a favor. Uh-huh. They like, what you mean? Bitch, we live here. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? You need to go back. You need to take that back home where you came from right. before well, you get that money down money. here. Before you get dealt with. Good point. But come Good on, man. Out. We need to we need to dispel this myth about. Poor people and black people, all they want to do, that's the same thing that our president said. They savages. Yeah. That's the same thing he said, right, bro. Right, 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 right. Now, hold on, hold on. Just so the record, before I go on to this next caller, you know I ain't saying that. I'm just saying I know. whenever there's poverty, the Bible talks about what poor people do. And it's not that they're savages or animals. It's just that what anybody would do when they're hungry. But let's go to the phone lines. I think we hit that yeah. really good and hard. After all, the man doesn't live in the hood. We found it out. So uh, he just goes among his people and helps them out, and that's exactly what I think he, you know, that's that's my opinion as well. But let's go to the phone line, folks, and let's just see what, what else we got going on here. We got Erico 817808. Uh, hold on. Look at me. 817-350. Go ahead with your question or comment. Who am I speaking with? What city, please? Area code 817-350. I think it's Brother Malachi, if I remember his number. Go ahead with your question or comment, if you have a question or comment. Might be muted. Are you muted? Shalom. Shalom. Everybody moving slow tonight. Come on, talk up, brother. What's happening? What's going on, Brother Malachi? Good to hear your voice. Shalom, shalom. All praises to the Most High Yah in Hamashiach's name. Um, uh, once again, want to send condolences to the family of Nipsey. I hope I said his name right. Um, mm-hmm. And I do believe that his that his good works uh, will continue. Um, but I would like to say also that uh, none of us is beyond criticism, especially uh, constructive criticism. Uh, cons- constructive criticism is something that 
helps us all improve ourselves. And uh, uh, I just wanted to make that statement, you know, uh, uh, we need to uh, learn to uh, appreciate uh, our people who are doing this good work, not just when they are when they have uh, passed away, but we need to be inspired as much by uh, their living witness. Uh, That's true. Uh, we need to be inspired as much as by their living witness, and uh, because it's like a trend in America, we why does it always have to take? And y'all can answer this when I get off. Why does it always take something tragic to get our people's attention? This man was a living witness of uh, 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 bringing economic empowerment to our people. Uh, so, uh, but nevertheless, uh, uh, I do believe that his good work will continue. And once again, want to applaud uh, 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 his good work, and I do believe it will continue. Also, uh, and that's all I want to say. Y'all can uh, answer that question. Why well, does it, it, it take, uh, you know? Well, Brother Malachi, I would like for you to hold on just a little bit because I want to do something a little different at this point. I want to okay. play a, a little uh, some some you doing a uh, little ad here as well as I want to play a Nipsey song called Fifty Niggers. I know some of y'all old people are like, oh my God, Fifty Niggers. Oh, what is that about? I want y'all to listen. I'm first give you the lyrics and I'm gonna play this song and I want y'all to listen. This is kind of what I mean by just listen. Now, most of the songs is 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 is. That I've heard, it has a whole lot more profanity, but this one and um, but there's some that don't. So just just know that I ain't gonna go into that too deep. Okay, here here we go. Fifty niggas, lyrics. Fifty young niggas selling crack for a living, trying to buy bins and a flat television. Single income, and he tired of the feeling. Mom, I'm a man. Gotta show her that I meant it. It's a cold ass world. Got to show him that he's got it. Watch a good little boy turn into a cold nigga. He ready to die, excuse me, he's ready to die just to show him that he with it. So he put it on his mind, got to get it how you live it. One shot, got life. Zimmerman, got to quit it. Talking about a carjacking, we talking about a killing. Wonder why we never have faith in the system? Look at your young niggas like a waste of existence. One more time. Wonder why we never have faith in the system? Look at your young niggas like a waste of existence. He's saying that's how we do it. Okay? Last verse. And when we don't make it, look at how they try to twist it. Become the world champ, and they'll, and then they'll, Enlist us one more time. And when we don't make it, look at how they tried to twist it. Become the world champ, and then y'all enlist us. Get rich off rap, y'all search us for pistols. <laughs> that right there is pretty deep. But let's let him say it his own way. This is, uh, this is uh, again, 50 niggas by... Uh, Nipsey Hussle, and I'm sure you're going to do a whole lot better job than I did, and as well as an ad, a uh, very important message for everybody to hear. Check out this, y'all. you got to hear this.
turn into a cold nigga. He ready to die just to show him that he with it. So we put it on his mind, gotta get it how you live it. One shot got life, Zimmerman gotta quit it. Talk about a car jack and we talk about a killer. Wonder why we never have faith in the system. Look at young niggas like a waste of existence. And when we do make it, look at how I try to twist it. Become the world champ and then y'all enlist. Get rich off a of rap, y'all search up for pistols. Like it ain't no respect till we burn up the bills. Could you just accept if we murdered your children? Would you just accept if we murdered your children? Would you just accept if we murdered your children? Would you just accept if we murdered your children? Fifty young niggas selling crack for a living. Trying to buy a Benz or a flat television. Single income and he tired of the fella. Mama, I'm a man, gotta show her that he meant it. It's a cold ass world, gotta show him that he get it. Watch your good little boy turn into a cold nigga. He ready to die just to show him that he with it. So we put it on his mind, gotta get it how you living. Petey Wack got life, Zimmerman gotta quit it. Talking about a gun case and we talking about a killer. And now this. Shalom, 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 shalom. Get ready, get ready for Passover 2019. Want to invite each and every one to come out for our second annual Passover Memorial March as we march down from Eastbury Library, Fort Worth, Texas, down to Village Creek Road, Fort Worth, Texas. Contact number is 800-592-8213. Ask for Malachi P.L. Reynolds. Malachi P.L. Reynolds. Get ready, get ready. Once again, all Hebrew Israelites are invited out for our second annual Memorial March sponsored and presented by the Lost Found Israelites uh, of Fort Worth, Texas. Hopefully y'all go to that march. I'm going to try my best to make it. Passover. It's the feast days upon us, folks. Those of y'all that believe we are Israelites. We are the people of the Bible, and the Father has commanded us to keep these feast days. We're not justified by it. Anyway, what do y'all think of that? Again, folks, you listen to the Five Foots on Network. I'm Brother Seth. I've got on the line a brother, Brazil Poche, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. Got Brother Elishua, all the way in Forward, Texas, as well as Brother Malachi, somewhere in Texas as well, Forward as well. And we're talking about Nipsey Hustle tonight. Talking about all the wonderful things that this young man has done. And like Brother Malachi say also looking at some constructive things that, you know, we can learn from. That's it. That's our spirit. Nothing else. And we'll go back to the phone lines and uh 
Brother Purcell, Purcell, your line is open. And Brother Elishua, your line is open, as well as Brother Malachi. Before you run, Brother Malachi, uh, <laughs> what do you think of your first ad on the on the Fastmoon Network, brother? <laughs> oh, brother, it's <laughs> you know it sounds good, brother, but it's all for the glory and uh, the elevation of our people, you know, from uh, from from this condition of. Uh, of, of sin, you know, to uh, uplift us to a condition of righteousness. Because I really believe that if that brother, perhaps if he had the heart of the commandments in his heart, uh, that he would not have committed that that uh, crime, no matter if he was persuaded to by the government or any other uh, uh, entity, or even just by his own motive. Uh, I really believe that that if he had the heart that was filled with the commandments and the fruit of the spirit, that he would not have done that. That act, and that's why it's so important that, that that we teach righteousness. Economic empowerment is good, but but without uh, a moral code, which is what Torah and Hamashiach taught, without that, you know, uh, economic empowerment just ain't gonna help us. We gotta wow. we gotta teach righteousness. We got to teach righteousness. True. Shalom. True. 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 Well, brother, uh, uh, I don't know if you if you can hang on a little bit or not. Or you have to go. Uh, uh, yeah, you got a little time, or you got you got uh, you need to put you on hold for now. Oh, uh, just uh, I'm just gonna listen for a few more minutes, but I got some other uh, in, uh, people that I gotta uh, connect with concerning the big pass okay. well, that going on. Okay. Well, I'll leave your line open. I'm gonna take a chance, and I'll leave your line up. If you wanna, I'm gonna do something a little different because it's not. I like to have three guests, so if you want to say something, just just say something. Just butt in at any time. Uh, remember to keep the noise down in the background. If you're not talking, probably be a good idea to mute us until you get ready to say something. Brother LSU, your line is up. Brother Purcell, Porsche. I'd like to ask y'all a question. Uh, go to you. I don't know who spoke last. I think it was Purcell. Uh, LSU, what do you think of 50 Niggas? Uh, that song, by the way, everybody was told me about Josiah. He said that was his favorite. He said, I want you to listen to these lyrics. And I'm saying, Josiah, come on, man. 50 Niggas? So I thought it was going to just be constantly talking about niggas, niggas, but it was a little different kind of a message there. What do you think of uh, that, that just one of many songs of his, uh, if you don't mind, before I go to Purcell? What do you think of that song, 50 Niggas? What did it do for you? Well, with um, 50 Young Niggas is very typical, exemplary uh, of uh, the attitude of Mitchell Hustle's music because, um, you know, people who don't listen to the music, they, you know, and unfortunately, there's a lot of what I call foolish um, mumble rap and all other kind of music that I would not want to uh, subject my eardrums to out there. But when you talk about Mitchell Hustle, this music is on a whole different level. And much time, many, and his music, uh, especially as he went through this development, his maturation in his life, because we're talking about a 12-year career, and we're talking about somebody who was able to make platinum sales, and he never sounds to a record level. So that just, that at this point, can give witness to his business savvy. But his music, uh, the context many times, was talking about the folly of fast money and the ways that people go about it, and he was talking about that the results of it, the folly of the results. You know, there's many times where he, tell, you know, he tells, um, uh, just as he did in that song, but he comes and he communicates in a way that, you know, for guys in the game, which is where he comes from, that they can listen to his music and they can relate and they understand. I mean, I got teenagers. My teenagers at one time were gang affiliated. And um, I know people say, oh, you're a minister and your teenagers were gang affiliated. You know what? 
come on, y'all. Let, let us get to the point that we deal with in the real world. I understand what Brother Patrick is saying, but the fact is, is that, you know, let's get them in the kingdom before we try to clean them. Because the reality is that we're not living with, with, in a perfect world. And, and we have to come to terms with that. We're not, cause if, if that's what we're waiting for before we make a move, well, we might as well be waiting until the Messiah returns because we're not okay, living in a perfect okay. world. And, yeah. and you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. And, and, and yeah. I like what you just said. You say don't clean them before you don't clean them before you get them. Uh, Brother Fisher, what did you think of fifty niggas? Probably he got me on mute. <laughs> I, agree. I, agree. I agree with Brother Elishua. I agree that he just was communicating his message. To the people who understand his message, you know, and uh, that's kind of that's kind of how we do, you know. Then you have some of us who, like you, Seth, been all around the world, so I guess we would kind of see you as an international player. You know, you could pretty much you could pretty much dialogue with the best of them, no matter where you at. You know, you're pretty well rounded. There's a lot of us like that, but. I think his message was for who understood it. That's what I think, you know. Um, well, well, you know what? <laughs> Having heard you say that, listen to y'all. Uh, I know I'm saying a lot, talk a lot about my son and my nephew and niece, but you know, these these were four. Actually, two of my nieces and my son and and, and nephew was at a birthday party, and we was just talking back and forth. Lydia didn't she didn't know who Nipsey was, but the other three did, and, and we was just kind of talking about it. Now, listen to this. My son said something that's very important, and again, it's not just the, 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 the what they're giving me. It's, it's what I'm reading on this Facebook and the internet. Social media does do something right. It, it will convey a lot of times what's on people's heart. People do keep it real, and then some people are living a fake life on there as well. But a lot of people are inspired by this young man. And one thing um, my son Josiah told me was. I was telling my Nip- Nipsey raps, the rap, the songs I've heard. And he said, I told him how in the 40s, 30s, 20s, black music never crossed that line of just talking about something you do in the dark. They might say, you know, we're making love, or, you know, uh, tonight is the night to make me a woman. But how you make her a woman? Suck my, they don't do that. Nobody crossed this line till Ralph came along. And they literally, this graphic. I remember hearing one song when somebody was 10. Just crazy. They just crossed the line. Now, this Nips, Nipsey doesn't do all that. So why are you talking about this, Brother Seth? Because I'm just trying to, I'm trying to share something with y'all what happened the other day with my son. And, and he said to me, if Nipsey didn't say, the, say things the way he say, he wouldn't be big. I thought about that. A lot of our young people, if you're not saying things like, you know, Nipsey does not curse like a lot of rappers, like like they just they just now started cursing today. He really is saying something. There's another song on my mind called Dedication, and maybe I'll play it a little later on. Listen, the man really please is saying that. something. Please, please, please play that. <laughs> okay. Now, listen, there are some rappers that don't have to curse because they got other things to say. But what Josiah told me was deep. He said, if he didn't talk the way he talked, if he talked like you, we wouldn't hear him. He wouldn't be 
popular, and I can't get my mind off that. This generation that's coming up, us older people better understand something. It is their culture. You can hate it. You can despise it. You don't have to listen to it. But just know it's a form of communication. They almost say shit and damn and motherfucker just to run us off. <laughs> they know when they say that we're going to run, and then they can have a little meeting. <laughs> so it's kind of like that's the code. Say that, and they're going to turn you off, and we can build something. Cause we, don't want, we don't want old school around. <laughs> Believe me, I know this sounds crazy, y'all. But it's like a it cool. Yeah. It sounds real crazy. It sounds real crazy because it's flip-flop. It's flip-flop because when I was coming up, we wouldn't we wouldn't talk like that in front of old school because there was a level of respect for old school there that's not there anymore. And I unapologetically well, you, that, say that. that. Too. I unapologetically that. say that. I apologetically agree with you. I do think there is some disrespect. But remember what Amos Wilson said, Brother Purcell Porsche. I don't know if you know Amos Wilson. Listen to this. Amos Wilson say, how can these young black men run up to an old black lady in, in, in a nice car, bust her one down, hit us out the head? How can they do that? How can they go into a church and rob a pastor? How? Amos Wilson in his book, Black on Black Crime, goes into the psyche of these young black men. He says, it's very simple. I'm going to make it in a few words, but he wrote a book about it. And he talked about how we weren't there for them. We never was not there for them like we should have been, like they was there for you when you, maybe when you was coming up or when I was coming up. I'm a little older than you, Purcell. But the church was there. They was in the hood. They led the marches. They was in the high schools. They knew what we was going through. Even when we had to still go through things, they were there with us, getting water hold, getting dogs sicked on us, getting us uh, us uh or Frosties or, or shakes poured on us at the counters, Woolworth counters. So my point to you is, I don't give a damn about y'all. I, hold mm-hmm. on a second. I, I got it, y'all. I, I, I keep saying this, but I promise you, anybody got me on speaker, you got to take me off because I can hear an echo. But please, 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 it's quiet. It's just I hear a little echo. So listen, Purcell, that's why. That's why. It's not right. And I think it's judgment. I think some of this stuff we just got to go through because we wasn't there for these young people. And we got to win their hearts all over again. In the meantime, they're going to do things to piss us off. They're going to, you know, it's just the way it is. Uh, Ellis Shul, come on what wait, I wait, just wait. said. Brother Seth, Brother Seth. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about adults like we're talking about little children. Your father's not no baby. Your father's a grown man. Exactly. Let me get this point out, please. Because this is the thing. If you really want to look at it, what you would call hardcore rap is the point of the music industry. And the reality is that a lot of people, not talking about the point of the music industry, but real point, will go home and they're looking at their night. And it's not a small number of people saved or unsaved. The problem that these people present to us is they realize and in color and they in front. Like we talking about, like we talking about Nipsey Russell, and we're and we're sitting up here weighing the pros and cons versus the morality of do's and don'ts. 
But if we were talking about Martin Luther King, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But in the back door, Martin Luther King was an adulterator and was possibly having homosexual relationships. And they were praising the Lord in the church. So let's get to the point where we're like, come on. Yes, these people are doing this. Yes, they will. But remember, we're not talking about little children. And we're talking about these men. Nancy was 33. Which, my son is 27. My, my son that got killed in the car crash was 25. We have to understand that just like you were upset, just like you were for sale, when you got that age, you didn't want people talking to you and communicating to you as if though you were a child. Now, am I correct? Yes or no, sir? That's true. So, That's we, right. have to make sure, so we have to make sure that they, we, they'll, they'll respect us. When we talk to them in that regard and they understand that, that's how come you have never heard me say on this show, these children. Yes, they're young people, but the fact is, is that these are the people of this generation. And what we're doing is we're trying to impose our particular mythology from 20 years ago on this generation. And we don't realize that the world is a mean, ugly, damnable place and is getting more mean, ugly, and damnable each and every day. Put your war clothes on. We in the battle. And you may go into some zones, but they say talk about all things. Since you talk about over the line, I'm not from Cincinnati. But I walked around over the line in the most worst parts of it and never feared for my life because I know who I am and I know where my mom And I know how to get their respect because it's like person I said, if I don't belittle them, they're not going to belittle me. And just like we talk about the music, this, that, I'm not gonna, if I'm watching porn, I'm not going to watch it in front of them. And a lot of these children, I mean, not these children, a lot of these young people, and we say that music, when we come into their presence, let's turn that music off. Let's turn it down. They do have respect for us. We just don't always recognize it because we always try to take them and form them and create them into our image instead of allowing them to discover what is God's image for them. Nipsey could not have done if he came in the way that we would have approached it. That's why we couldn't do it. That's why we couldn't do it. Because, again, we are not of them. They are of us. But the fact is is that we're a whole different terms. And people got to come to terms that this world is hard. It's real. We're going to be faced with things. We're going to hear things we don't want to hear and see. But, hey, guess what? Those who know their God shall be strong, and they shall be earthquakes, and they shall shine like the brightness of the stars. That, that pristine procession that you saw, Seth, when that man in his departure shining like the brightness of the stars, sometimes death is necessary to make room for the new. Okay, powerful. That's a good point. Good point. I hear you, brother. I hear you. And I, I don't think I said they was children, but I might be acting like they're children. But they're not. They are young young men, and, and uh, oftentimes we do that when it's our own. But like I said, I was more listening to what he said when he said, I, they, we can't hear you. That's mainly why I brought it up. But here's the lyrics to Dedication by Nipsey Hussle, everybody. Here's the lyrics to Dedication by hold on, Nipsey hold on one second. Hussle. Hold on one second, Seth. Hold that thought. I don't think okay. they should accept. I, I just, I don't think just because they're the generation of this era, I don't think, I don't think we should have to accept though that reckless, the reckless behavior and the reckless conversation uh, and the reckless vocabulary. I don't think, I don't think we have to accept that. That's like saying, uh, 
I can't reach people as a preacher unless I who? When in fact, Billy Graham won thousands upon thousands upon thousands of souls with that same gospel message, that same monotone voice, that same just old blase, blase message delivery, thousands upon thousands. I don't think we just we have to just accept that. I don't think just because it's a culture, I don't think we just say, oh, well, that's just, that's just like saying this, and this is something that burns me up. Well, they just teenagers. That's, that, that's what teenagers do. No, they don't. That's what we allow it. Miles Monroe said this. Miles Monroe said, whatever you allow will never change. I'm going to say it one more again. Miles Monroe said, whatever you allow will never change. And you can apply that even to your own life, your own relationships, your own uh, situations, situationships. You can apply that to your own life. And if you look at that very closely and very objectively, you will respond in the affirmative. What you allow will never change. And the one thing I want to say is this. This show is twofold. This show is twofold. This show is to put the spotlight on what Nipsey did good. What he did that we can glean from what we want to encourage, encourage, encourage others to do that he did. Like, be among your people. Nothing wrong with that. We already talked about that. Get on your grind. Yeah, get on on your grind. And get your own. Right. Now, at the same time, like Brother, uh, and I think his line is still open, Brother Malachi's line is still open, uh, at the same time, there's some constructive criticism. As older people looking at a younger generation, you're all going to be see, be able to see some missteps. But what we can't do, what we are not doing, what I hope we're not doing tonight, is looking down, saying we're better, we're wiser. You know, you know, we can be wiser. And if we, if you, if you go on with the scriptures. And you really are going with the scriptures. You are being wiser. There is a such thing as two men, one I'm wiser, okay? So we're trying to look at things we can learn from, some things maybe he did that probably wasn't good. But the show is, is we'll say that maybe 10%, 90% is what he did do. Now, what I want to do is play another song when we come back. I want to talk about some of the economic things he did around his, his hood, again, like uh, uh, employing, and not just his hood. I'm going to find out what line that is. It's driving me crazy. Okay. Now, now Brother Malachi line. All right. Okay. So we're going to look at his economic uh, resume, and y'all will be very impressed. How many people you know employ over 40,000 people? And I'm sure most of those are black folks. How many? 
do y'all know? How many companies y'all know to do that? This one man, rapper, was able to do that. So I tell y'all what, I want Ellis Shure to go ahead. Brother Malachi line just dropped. I'm gonna I'll see if I give him a call back. Uh, if you could, Brother Ellis Shure, go ahead, go ahead and read the lyrics to this next song we're gonna play called "Dedication" by Nipsey Hussle. While I get a, try to get a hold of Brother Malachi, okay? Okay. I'm going to read these lyrics. Actually, it's because I'm actually playing because I don't I don't have the sheet before me. Make sure I'm needed here. It says, "Look, my nigga, this is dedication. This is an, this is anti-hesitation. This is real nigga celebration. This is a dime block declaration. Fifty <clears throat> ninth and Fifth Avenue, Granny's house with vanilla wafers. That's the remedy. That's the separation. Tupac of my generation." Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Um, I'm literally having to let this play to bring the lyrics up. Red nose in the gray pavement, young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius, he just can't claim it because they left him no platform to explain it. He's frustrated so he gets faded, but deep down inside he know he can't save him. Hey. Huh. Hey, How long should I stay dedicated? How long should the opportunity meet the preparation? I need some real nigga reparations. For I run up in your bank and just for recreation. <laughs> dedication, hard work, plus patience. The sum of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting, told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication is dedication. My baby, when she died, my heart broke a hundred ways. I 
spent my whole life trying to make it, trying to chase it. The cycle of a black man divided, trying to break it. You take a lot of shit, don't cry about it, just embrace it. Minor setbacks for major comebacks, that's my favorite. My nigga L said you do a song with Nip, K. Dot here better grip. I said he a man first, you hear the words out his lips. Look how flourishing from the streets to black businesses. Level four, y'all living, giving to false imprisonment. Listen close, my nigga, it's bigger than deuces and foes, my nigga. Since elementary, we close, my nigga, you're straight like that. I give you the game, go back to the turf and give it right back. For generations, we've been dealt bad hands with bad plans. Prove your dedication by hopping out Grand Am. I'm at the premiere, politicking with Top Nip and Snoop. Damn, clock watching the way we move. Dedication. If it ain't congratulations, it look like hell. If it ain't congratulations, it look like what Nip said. Hold up. Look, this ain't entertainment. It's four niggas on a slave ship. These soldiers and spirituals I swam against them waves with. Ended up on shore today, amazement. I hope the example I set's not contagious. Lock us behind gates, but can't tame us. Used to be stay safe, not stay dangerous. Cause ain't no point playing defense, nigga. That's why I dove off the deep end, nigga, without a life jacket. Couple mills for the world, all my life cracking. Cook the books, bring it back, so there's no taxes. Royalties, publishing, plus our own masters. I'd be damned if I slave with some white crackers. I was mapping this out, I hit the heights backwards. Topping out the 85 and rebought classes. Read a couple marathons to get established. To make it happen, you got to have dedication. Hard work plus patience to some more of my sacrifice. I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. Dedication. Because you know what? When I said that, he understood. That's love. 
That's love. That's the terminology. And I get what Percell is saying, but that's the way we would have done it. But just like Josiah said, nah. You got to communicate to them. That's the thing about communication. Paul said this. He said, if I, take, if I say 10,000 words and I don't connect with you, that you hear what I'm saying, he said, all, I'm, all I am is like a tinkling symbol. I'm making noise. So the fact of the matter is we take the gospel like I may say the word, and I wouldn't say it if I was went to a Christian church because I know they're going to be offended by it. But I preached in the, I preached in the project. And when I preached in the I project, when I started rocking from according to that language, oh, my God, did they connect well, let me say this. Let me say this, cause I uh, let me say this. I I think I think Brother LSU, you're right, and I want to. I, I feel what Brother Purcell is saying. Here's what I think he's saying to everybody of his peers. He is saying, brother. To us, older people, he looking at us, and he might be saying, brother. He might be saying, brother, to to his in his mind. But we can't. I can't communicate that as brother. Now I do let me let me just say let me rephrase that. Sometime I do. I know what he means. It's like when somebody called me Seth. S E F. My name is Seth. I answer, but I feel a little some kind of way about it. I really wish people would pronounce my name right. But this is a little worse than that. Because nigga nigga to me is so offensive. Do 
efforts. And I understand that. They want their own. They want their own. So this word nigga, we don't like, and it runs us off. And it's kind of like when they start cursing, we turn off the music. Because they don't really want to be with us in some ways. You know, they want their own. So you got to understand why this word nigga is around. It's a term of endearment. It's kind of a code. You know, it's, it, it, I promise you this is so true. Remember, they're not trying to reach you. If they need to oh reach you, all they gotta, if they need to reach you, all they got to say is Jesus. And then, yeah, you go, that's right, that's what I'm talking about. Because it's all about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, you about to, hey, hey, hallelujah. They ain't trying to reach you. You you talking about religious people now. Let's move on. I'm out. I'm about to mute myself. Holla back. Hey, uh, Brother Seth. I'm not talking about that. religious as in, hold on one second, Elisha. I just trying to, Priscilla, I'm not talking about people that's religious, that's just um, rude and don't have a relationship with God. I'm just saying, when we talk talking about Jesus to my son, please try to understand me as I'm trying to understand you. When we start hollering about Jesus, they that make us feel good. When they start hollering about Jesus, excuse me, that makes us feel good. When they say, I, I was, you know, when they don't say the cuss word, that makes us feel good. That's for us. That's for our generation. Some of them are very clever. They know how to talk when they're around. Last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to let you comment, and maybe I'll shoot, and we got to move on. Last thing I'm going to say, and I'm not going to hit this no more. I'm not going to hit this no more. One thing I'm going to say is this, and then less than 30 seconds, I do it. I'm looking at the clock hand. If we only want to feel comfortable, for what they do, kind of in a way we're controlling them. Hold on, I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm just saying if they, we only want to, I only want you talking if I feel comfortable. That's kind of controlling them. LSU says to them, I didn't really like it, but it's the truth, but it hurts. And it is, they're grown. You can't, because a part of me do want to control my son. I'm just being real. Because I know what's dangerous out there, and I don't want him to go into this danger. I'm not trying to control him to be a, a full of witchcraft and all of that and control his mind. I just don't want him to suffer. I don't want him to walk out there looking a certain way, because I know how cops going to look at him. He's going to be like, well, I have a right to look this way. I don't want you to suffer. I don't want you to die early is really the biggest fear a lot of us have. So we want our kids to say a certain thing, our young people to say a certain thing, act a certain way, and that's cause so we want them to live. If we know our young people are going to live and not die no matter what they did or said or be arrested by police, you'd be surprised to know how much we tolerate rap and nigga and MF and suck my phone. If we knew that they was just going to make it to heaven anyway, not die anyway, get a good wife anyway, get prosperity anyway, have a good home, car, child, dog, goldfish anyway, they're going to make it in the end. We probably tolerate a whole lot of stuff, but we are fearful. We're worried about them. And that's why we got all these rules. Go ahead, Priscilla. Yeah. Then Ella Shore, yeah, yeah, please yeah, make yeah, it clear. Let me talk. Let, let me say something what you just said. Because you, you got me in tears over here right now. And I'm really, if I knew my son was going to die at 25 years of age in a car wreck, I would have spent a lot less time judging him and loving him. And that's the truth, brother. I know you want to protect him. And you're a good father. And he knows that. But let him be here and love him. 
Have faith in the God that you said that God will get it through to that point. But we got to stop judging these people, try to make these people what we want them to be. We got to love them. I was never, ever corrected by people coming in to me and speaking down to me. But when a man came to me and loved me and came to the place where I was at and showed me love and consideration and respect, I was able to see God through him. We got to stop this, man. We got to stop this person. I know what you're saying, but brother, you don't dictate to them that they were. Love them where they're at. And let, man, them, let, your light shine so, let your light shine so bright that they'll start emulating the juju. The last thing, let me finish, please. Let me finish, please. Let me finish, please. Let me finish. I'm going to let you finish, but I don't want to. Let me finish. Please, let me finish. Seth, when you were talking about the message in the world, I, I put my keypad on my computer, and I forgot about it, and I came back, and when y'all were in the midst of the conversation, you heard me laughing because this is what I read. And the song we just heard, but we wasn't hearing, he said, this ain't entertainment. This is for the niggas on the slave ships. These songs just the spiritual. I swam against the waves. It ended up to show to their amazement. Ah, to their amazement, they didn't see Mr. Thomas. And there's a lot more of them coming. We got to stop. We got to get to a place where we got to see the God in them. And if we push enough God in them, everything else will move out the way. Because I've been there and done that. Two times convicted fella. And like I said, people judge me. They try to understand. Let me understand. Let me live on their terms. But when somebody understood. Then, yeah, I might say it, nigga. I might curse, but that man saw beyond that. As a matter of fact, I was digging my testimony in 30 seconds. I was sitting in a van, traveling from one unit to another unit. I'm in the back seat, and I'm cursing. I'm talking to this dude. And I'm looking at the, the dude in the front seat. He's just sitting there looking at me. I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He didn't have to tell me to stop cursing. I felt the presence of God. And I guarantee you, if we start living what we preaching, and stop thinking that we can always dictate what people be and what they should be. Let God do that. Just love them enough so they can hear. Because once they start hearing, then you can speak the truth to them. The eyes of their understanding will be enlightened if they know what the hope of the calling of who they are in Christ Jesus. I'm not upset. I got to go, man. I'm sorry. I got to go. I understand, I understand, I understand, I really do. This is what happened, folks, because we, we deal. And I just got to finish real quick, but those of you who click on this show by clicking on a link, you know you got to call the phone number now. If you click on this show, you're listening, and you was, uh, uh, you clicked on a link, you got to call the show now. But but everybody listen, I understand what Brother LSU is saying. As you heard him, he just lost his son, and he's very sensitive about us meeting them where they're at, not throwing the holier. And I don't think that's what Percet was saying. Uh, I just think it does It does feel like that. We're just trying to help our son. And we do throw this thing out there, you know, trying to help them where we, um, we're just being overprotective. It's because us believers don't trust the father. Like he said, it's true. I worry about my son. I don't trust the father like I should with my son. It's true. So I'm called out on it. So LSU had to run. But personally, go ahead. You, you didn't feel like we represented you uh, the best. Go ahead and, 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 and comment on what you've heard so far. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just I want us to move on. I just I just feel like I just feel like we can get the message to them without 
having to uh, having to necessarily use the vernacular. I think I think we can get the message to them, especially if you come back to them and you you're successful. You can tell them how you overcame without all the extra nigga this and nigga that. You can come at them. You can come at them straight hood and let them know this is how I overcame. This is how I do. I did it. You can do the same thing, brother. The Muslim brothers do it all day long, and they winning. They winning by the multitude, telling them, brother, my black brother. Not dressing him nigga not one time, but putting some dignity on him, putting some honor on him. I get it. I ain't tripping. I I get it. I ain't judging these dudes. I'm saying we just can we don't have to do it that way. That don't make me judging them. We don't have to uh uh be trying to change they way they, the way they do stuff. They trying to figure out how we did it. So so why I can't convey the message to them as 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 passionately as Elishua said, why I can't be passionate like that and tell them how I made it over? Without using profanity, without using uh the nigger term, without I mean why I can't do it like that and still be revered and still be respected. That's all I'm saying. I ain't knocking what them brothers is doing because in many cases, that's what they know. Okay. But when we know better, we do better. On top of the fact that all I know or all they know is all they know. But all they know is not all there is to know. So I ain't judging them. I'm trying to broaden their horizon. I'm trying to open the scope up. I'm trying to widen the lens, if you will. I ain't judging them. I'm showing them another way. Like I tell my children all the time, I'm just trying to get you to see from another perspective. Right now, what we what we categorizing is tunnel vision. Okay, open the scope up a little bit. So it's it's more to see. It's more to learn. It's more to know. When I talk to my children about Cussing and carrying on I tell them they lazy When I was younger I used to sit and read the dictionary So I could have A vast vocabulary So I could So I, so I could carry a different um, uh, 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 Intelligent sentence An intelligent conversation That's lazy Just to resort to Broken English And uh Vulgar vernacular. That's just lazy to me. I'm saying why widen the lens. Widen the lens, man. Let's let's show them a better, a better, a new and better cover. Let's show them another way. I'm not saying down them, uh, talk down to them, or be condescending to them. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying talk to them like uh 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 uh, oh, what's his name? The actor. Who? Um, oh. Denzel Washington. I'm okay. saying talk to him the way Denzel Washington talked to him. Denzel Washington played all them roles. He didn't. I'm not sure what number. I'm not 100 percent sure what his background is, but I'm sure he got some hood background. 
but he can carry on the conversation. Muhammad Ali, the same way. He can go back to well, the hood and carry on a conversation and be revered the same way. I, 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 I agree with you 1,000%. In terms of... And you know one thing you said earlier, and I wish I had a shoe was online, we'd go back and forth, but since, y'all, since we own this, we own this. But listen, and y'all, excuse me if I sound like I got food in my mouth, just have to take a little quick bite. Uh, listen, really quick, really quick. Purcell, you're right. All black people don't necessarily like that. All black people you ain't always saying that. that. Huh? What was that? You got to do your disclaimers. After, it's 10 o'clock, huh? I already did it. Or 9 o'clock. Okay, all right. Yeah, but my point is, I understand what you're saying. And, and and what happened is, you do lower your standard. You have to dumb down, kind of. But it is true what Josiah said. If you didn't come at us like Nipsey come at us, if you didn't talk in his vernacular, we wouldn't hurt you. Now, truth of the matter is, there are some people would have heard him if he wouldn't have used nigger. But Josiah is just saying, Josiah is saying, I wouldn't have heard you. And maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. If you had Nipsey works, if once Josiah saw him do his thing in the in the hood in his community, I should say, maybe he wouldn't allow him to come at them without saying nigger. Maybe the fact that this young boy was doing what he was doing had all these words, and he was saying, nigga, it's, all I'm trying to say is, we're not saying nigga, and they feel like we're broke. We're not saying nigga, and they feel like we're serving the white man 40 hours, uh, punching the clock. We're not saying nigga, and we can't come together. We're not saying nigga, and you know what I'm saying? So they, they're just looking for a new way. So I hear what you're saying. A lot of black people don't like that. I understand that. And I think a lot of people will listen to rap, you know. Look at the rap that, that goes, look at the rap that sells. All rap ain't saying nigga and suck my so-and-so. All rap ain't doing it, and a lot of it is just as popular. Clean rap, as a matter of fact, please take a little break anyway. I want to take a little short break because I need to get something to drink. Uh, folks, I'm telling y'all, this is really, but I want y'all to hear a little something while I'm taking this little break. The song say, don't lose your life. This is by Lecrae. And you can't get no harder than Lecrae. You get all kind of awards, all kind of things Lecrae done got, my goodness. And uh, I just want y'all to listen to these words of this song, to this young man who is just as hip as they come. Um, okay, just bear with me here. But I hear you, Priscilla. You're absolutely right. And I think Ella Shaw is just saying, I think what he is saying is uh, simple and plain. Um, he wished that he, you know, you know, you got to understand he just lost his son now, folks. And he just feel like, hey, we just need to meet them where they're at. You know, when, the, when you lose a son as he has, it's really hard, uh, Brother Purcell, to, to, to you, you start thinking about the things you could do. And he was a good father, but he's just thinking, man, I would have never judged him. And he didn't really judge him, really, but he would have listened to him even more. He didn't know he had a limited time. He knew his son was going to die at 25. So I feel where he's at. It's just a sad, sad situation, really, it is. 
It really truly is. And um, I feel him too, bro. I feel him too. I do. I promise you, I do. I get it. I know he was a good father. I know he was. I know he is a good father. You know. Um, what? Yeah, well, let's do this. Let's do this, Christian. Let's take a little short break, and this will be a short break, folks. A little bit of Lecrae. Here's another rapper, very popular. He's not doing what Nipsey did. I don't think. In the, matter of fact, I know he would. He, I know he isn't. But again, another rapper, and uh, this is what I mean by you can have popular songs without, um, you know. But again, a lot of Nipsey songs is not putting. This is not so much a slant on Nipsey. A lot of his songs just saying bitches and hoes too. Let's get real. But a lot of, a lot of his songs are not. You've heard, th- I think, three so far tonight. Right Hand to God, uh, 50 Niggas. Uh, that wasn't your typical rap, so just know that. He's not one of those that's got to be. But we were just talking about rap in general with the, with, you know, why is it that my son was saying he can't hear us if we don't come a certain way, and we were just addressing that. So, folks, will be right back. This is all good. I'm loving every single minute of it. I, I'm not, didn't want to see the brother hurt, uh, you know, but of course I didn't want to see LSU in tears and all that. But, uh, you know, he just freshly had a son that died. Y'all remember the brother in prayer? This is nothing to play with. LSU and Nietzsche prayer right about now. Him doing the show is something in and of itself. So when we come back, we're going to talk about Nipsey. I have a long list, a resume of wonderful things he has done uh, with money, with his money with his investments and and, uh, and how he is getting others to jump on that same bandwagon as they do the Buy Back Your Block initiative. All right, so anyway, here is Don't Waste Your Time by Lecrae, a rapper who is just out there, but really this brother fears the most high, and we'll be right back, folks. Check this out. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, what's your life, man? I know a lot of people that are scared to go die. Couple of us thinking they'll be living in the sky. While I'm here living, man, I gotta ask why. What am I here for? I gotta figure out. Waste my life, no, I gotta make it count. If Christ is real, then what am I gonna do about? Everything in Luke 12, 15, now it's 21, you really gotta go and check it out. Paul said if Christ ain't resurrected, we wasted our lives. But that implies that our life built around Jesus being alive. Yeah, they gonna be trying to show the world why. Christ is more than everything I'll ever try. Better than pretty women and sitting and living to get a minute of any women, a minute you admire. It ain't no lie, we created for. Out of the dust, he made us for. Alexa said he saved Jesus comes and he breaks the ball Magnify the Father, my Father was something lesser He made us so we could bless him Bless him the world, we confess him, resurrect him So I know I got life, matter of fact, better man, I know I got Christ You don't see his ways in my days and my nights You can hit my brakes, you will stop my life When I lost my right, lost my life Forget the money cause it's all that ice The cost is Christ, they can never offer me anything On the planet that's cost that price, yeah The 
devil just can't hang with us Christian youth, them must stand with us Living a dream, giving a vision, fulfilling the commission he handed us London to Los Angeles, the rap evangelist My daddy wouldn't abandon us I got a backpack for the jets and I keep a Johnny Max Now are you ready to jam with us? So let's go, give me the word and let's go Persecution, let's go, Chimpanasia, let's go Across the nation, let's go, procrastination, let's go Hug on the cross in the cold, down for the young and the old Can't take it, never know, heaven knows How many souls are going to hell and to heaven So we gotta go in to get them Trying to figure out what to do with your life You make a lot of money, hope you're doing it right Because the money is God, you better see what it right And stay focused, you ain't got no ride Your life ain't wrapped up in what you drive The clothes you wear, the job you work The color of your skin, now you're Christian first People get to living for a job Make a little money, start living for a car Get my wife, a house, kids, and a dog When they retire, they're living high on the hall But guess what, they didn't ever really live it all To live is Christ, and that's all I recall To die is dangerous, but Christ, we give it all He's the treasure you never find in a mall To see your money, your thing on this marriage Challenge your time They will only you to show the world that Christ is divine Christ, That's why it's Christ in my rhyme That's why it's Christ all the time See my whole world is built around him He's the life in my life I refuse to waste my life He's too true to chase that ice Here's my gift of time Cause I'm constantly trying to be used to praise the Christ If he's truly raised to life Then this news should change your life If I can break you can put your faith in a place that rules the day and night Yes Shalom, 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 shalom. Get ready, get ready for Passover 2019. Want to invite each and every one to come out for our second annual Passover Memorial March as we march down from Eastbury Library, Fort Worth, Texas, down to Village Creek Road, Fort Worth, Texas. Contact number is 800 592 8213. Ask for Malachi P.L. Reynolds. Malachi P.L. Reynolds. Get ready, get ready. Once again, all Hebrew Israelites are invited out for our second annual Memorial March, sponsored and presented by the Lost Found Israelites uh, of Fort Worth, Texas. Hey folks, and we're back again. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the Five Foot Star Network. I'm Brother Seth. Uh, we've been joined by Brother Ella Shure, uh who had to run, um, as well as and, um, Brother Purcell Parshay, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, who is still on the line with me. Folks who've been swinging at all kind of issues with regards to Nipsey Hussle. We want to change gears now and talk about some of the great things he did. 
Priscilla Yolanda is now open. What do you think of that song before we go any, go any further? Uh, again, no B's, no H's, no. Well, you no no well, no profanity, but yet a serious beat, a serious message. What do you think? Priscilla, maybe got me on hold. Priscilla, Priscilla, if you can hear me, I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you, bro. You got to move a little faster, a little faster. Okay. All right, stay tuned to us now. Don't run out, don't fade out on me. But what do you think of that song, if you got a chance to hear it, as well as the message? Again, no profanity, uh, yet a rapper, very successful, doing really, really good. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, again, we're not, again, folks, Nipsey tonight. This is this is more talking about rap right now. And we'll get back to uh, Nipsey because he does not, all his lyrics are not on the B's and H's on it, but he does use this profanity sometimes. I'd be lying if I didn't. But my son say he would not hear Nipsey if he sounded like me, meaning like Lecrae. He don't listen to Lecrae. My son listens to Lecrae. And a lot of people listen to rappers uh, 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 like Nipsey. I can't say that. I, I would say it like this. A lot of people don't listen to Lecrae, a lot, a lot of youngsters. And when I ask them, they just kind of look at me. It's like... And I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all feel the same way. You don't like Christian rap. You think like they're trying to be like the, like the world. And some of them are. Some of some of them mm-hmm. are. But uh, Lecrae is, has his own style, his own message. What do you think, brother? Talk to me. Yeah, that you you um, you're absolutely right about that. A lot of them can't get with the Christian rappers uh, just because they feel like. They are imitators. Um, you know, it's it's again, it's it's personal preference, man. It's just all about what you like, you know. And I think, if I be honest, I just think the the vulgar language and all of that stuff is more appealing. Um, that's why you have a, a, a much wider range of comedians who vulgar language with their jokes and they killing it. You know, they're making buku money. I mean, it's just it's just a society we live in, man. We, I mean, we really ain't trying to hear the positive message per se. Um, that's just my opinion, though, man. Um, but as far as Nipsey goes, man, I I I, uh, I commend the brother, man, for his influence in the community. I commend his hustle. You know, that's what's, that's really what's awesome. Is the entrepreneurial spirit on his life, um, and the fact that he was able to create all those jobs and, you know, and earn a good living at the same time and um, help some other people earn a good living. Um, one of my favorite orators, Zig Ziglar, said, "You can have anything in life you want if you would just help enough other people get what they want." And I believe that wholeheartedly, man. I just uh, I'm more interested in what he's de- what he what he did than I am what he said. I'm more I'm gonna say that one more again. I'm more interested in what he did than what he said in his music. Um, not judging him. Uh, well, I am judging him, I, and that's another thing that gets on my nerve and talk about. We can't judge. The Bible says you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. So you're talking about unrighteous judgment. That's that's 
really what people are saying when they say you can't judge. And it's, we're talking about unrighteous judgment. But the Bible talk about judgment from a from a righteous standpoint. So usually if I'm judging, I'm judging like that. If you lie all the time, then I can judge you and call you a liar. That's, that's what it is, man. Come on. This stuff ain't rocket science. But, I mean, like I said, I'm more interested in what Nipsey did than I am what he said. So, um, man, I'm all over. I'm all over the accomplishments he made. I'm all over the the lives he changed, the the lives he touched. You know, I'm all over that. You know what I mean? So, um, kudos to him, man. And you know and what? My condolences tell- to his family. Absolutely, we feel your heart. We feel you. We feel your heart tonight. I can feel your heart as well as Brother Lashua. Know that. Y'all brothers really mean well. This is very interesting, serious, deep conversation. I hope the young people and the older people are listening tonight because just like his heart is hurting, Brother Elishua, I can hear it in your voice. You want our people to come up, and so does Elishua. It's really, it's really different. And I think I'm somewhere in the middle there. Okay? I feel like you feel, to be very honest with you. I just think if a certain group of our young people – don't like us, don't feel like we did, we dropped the ball. As one young person tells me all the time that I work with, y'all dropped the ball. Well, they don't want to hear us no more. They don't want to go to mm-hmm. our churches. So when they hear somebody mm-hmm. sound different than us, really different than us, the more different and further it gets, it's, it's alien it's, it sounds from us, the more they're interested. And that's where it is. And then remember, folks, a lot of young people is operating out of the spirit of rebellion anyway. They're looking to change things, and I know, the young people is fine trying to find their way back home, some of them. They've been out there, they see the way, and they're trying to find their way back home. But just know a lot of them really just in rebellious. Anything, like Purcell say, with the comedians, they're just rebelling. They just want to get They A lot of people just raised in church, and they just want to get away from it. They just It's all there is to it. But, folks, listen. I mentioned earlier that this young man have hired over 41,000 people. But I did mention that he had launched something called Our Opportunity, a coalition dedicated to developing properties and revamping neighborhoods across multiple cities in this area. One more time, Nipsey Hussle was involved with launching, quote-unquote, Our Opportunity, a coalition dedicated to developing properties and revamping neighborhoods across multiple cities, okay? Um, also, he was in part of that. Don't forget, he was in part of the bid to acquire uh, the Viceroy Santa Monica. Um, uh, it's called the Viceroy Santa Monica and Luxury Resort. He was in part of that. And that that you got to have some millions for that, or uh, you got to be you got to be in, in connection with millions. Remember, one of his donors. I wish LSU hadn't hung up, but I understand the situation. But. I want him to go off into one of his partners. He has a partner he works with that's well over $4 billion. I'm very serious. Uh, that's We're talking about the one and only Nipsey Hussle. has a partner, uh, an investor that uh, have deep pockets that he worked with. Also, Nipsey was co-founder uh, of a STEM, uh, of St- uh, STEAM Academy uh, with plans to expand across three cities. Again, STEAM Academy, S-T-E-M. Y'all can research that. He played an active role in establishing Destination Crenshaw. He was all about that Crenshaw area. You know that. You don't need me to tell you that. 
The destination Crenshaw was a 1.3-mile public art space honoring Los Angeles black heritage set to open in 2020. Again, when Destination Crenshaw opens in 2020, just know that Nipsey Hussle had a major hand in this 1.3-mile public art space honoring Los Angeles black heritage, okay? And I mentioned earlier that his total projected value of investments, total projected value of investments for the community, and that's Excuse me, that's technology and lifestyle ventures was two hundred and ten million dollars. One more time, the value of investments for his community involving technology and lifestyle ventures was two hundred and ten million dollars, folks. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And then he had a mo- modeling um introduced uh Proud to pay model. I think it's. I think I'm saying, I'm saying this right. I'm reading here. Y'all bear with me. I uh, can't understand my own writing, but I made notes here earlier. Um, but he had something called proud to pay models, uh, earning over an estimated 1.5 million as an independent artist. Okay. Again, uh, it's like a modeling agency, to be honest. No much. No much about that. But I did see the 1.2 million that jumped out at me. Uh, as an independence artist. So he introduced that, again, proud-to-pay model, okay? And if any of y'all know more about these ventures, let me know. I'm kind of just scribbling here and there, and, and, and some of y'all may know about it. This was LSU's job to go deeper into this, just so y'all know. He you know more about these things than I do. But anyway, this is some of the things I've, I've learned from researching on the uh, Internet other things. Okay, reopened. World on Wheels, a roller skate rink initially damaged during the 1982 L.A. riots. I know that brings in a little change, and I'm sure the kids will love that. Roller skate rink can be very profitable at times. Uh, set up a partnership with Fat Burger, where employees wore uniforms branded with his clothing label, the Crenshaw logo. That's pretty good. Okay, again, he set up a partnership with Fat Burger, where employees wore uniforms with his um, label, the Crenshaw logo. Percy, jump in any time if you want to comment here or there. I'm just kind of reading these off as I got them here. Uh, he established Steve's Barbershop in honor of his friend, a business partner who died from a gun violence. You know, he was, he was very emotional talking about um, uh, him and his brother when they talk about um, I think they call it Fat Steve. I think that's, I'm pretty sure that that's what they call him. But anyway, established a barbershop. X, the Marathon Clothing, uh, set up to launch. And then we know about that. That was uh, where he was actually killed at, the Puma X, um, the Marathon Clothing, set up to launch in the fall of 2019. I'm pretty sure that's where he was killed in front of that mall. But he secured It's just several things his brother did. I mean, we can just go on and on and on. This is just a few things I jotted down again. Um about Nipsey Hussle. Another thing is he secured an ownership stake in fellow coin, uh, an Amsterdam-based cryptocurrency platform. Now, we know what happened with the cryptocurrency. So he's not probably not too ha- happy about that, but he did uh, have an ownership in that. Now, that may be a different, uh, a different uh, 
setup than the, the one that actually, you know, the cryptocurrency went through a a, a major uh, fall. But I'm not going to get into something I don't know much about, but I know he was involved with that, okay? So, anyway, just, just a few little things uh, this gentleman was doing, not to mention uh, getting, he's a millionaire, of course. Uh, I think last I checked, it was, I know it was over $8 million. I don't know exactly the number, but the big thing about this gentleman, again, Nipsey Hussle, is the fact that he was in his community trying to lift it up, trying to bring it up, trying to inspire his his, 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 his uh, listeners to, like LSU was saying earlier, to do things other than just being a rapper. So we honor the brother tonight. We honor Nipsey Hussle tonight. And I've, I've enjoyed this show. I'm telling you, I'm so proud of what we have done, hitting it from all different angles. And so I don't want to just drag it out too much longer. Purcell would love to know what you have to say about the economic uh, beats you just heard. And um, just any other comments, closing comments. And I want to just try to wrap this up. Hopefully we've done a, uh, him some justice tonight. Uh, because we truly love this brother, truly love what the brother, even if he didn't do anything good, we love this brother, but we absolutely love what he chose to do with his time and his money and effort. And so, uh, and, and by the way, the gentleman that killed him, we don't want to feel hatred towards this brother as well. Okay, we're about love tonight, folks. We despise what he did. Oh, my goodness. We're angry with what he did. You know, whether or not the government paid him. We know it was an informant for the police, but whether or not this was a job uh, of an outsider or, or a beef within the, uh, uh, when he was in his past gang activities, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But we must love that brother and understand he is confused, deceived, and possibly possessed of the enemy to do such a thing. Okay, this is our enemy, as I said earlier in the show. Folks, listen, I'm telling you, it, 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 it's not a, it's not a people, that's our enemy. We got to get out of this with the white man thing. You know white people, they don't have no characteristics of evil, you know that. You know that. It's not a people that's our enemy. It's ignorance. Ignorance of who we are. Ignorance of who you are as a people. Ignorance of how the Father feel about you. Ignorance really of how each other feel about you. We got all this... We ain't, we stay angry with each other. We always think each other. everybody's out to get us. And a lot of times the people beside you are just as scared of you as you are of them. And just ignorance. Ignorance. Ignorance of the Father's word. What he has promised. His design for our planet, for us as humans, just ignorance. And then deception. Some of you got a little bit of truth. Uh, some of us have a little bit of truth, but we got a lot of lies. And, and that's a danger. That's a bad mixture. When you got people half full of lies and half full of truth, that's a dangerous person. And so this is what, we, this is what we're going through as a people. And then you got some people, again, ignorance, no information. Deception, half information, and then lies, straight up lies. They got information, all right. They're full of information, but what they have is complete lies. That is our enemy. All three of those people can take your life, or they can make your life hell on earth, or they can tempt yeah, you to itching make ear your information. Sin. What was that? Mm -hmm. Itching, itching ear information. 
That's lies, yeah. itching ear information. Yeah, but I'm talking about yeah. to believe straight up lies, just lies. Right, right. So, right. and then you got people that they can know the truth. Well, I ain't gonna say it. I'm not gonna. Let me say it another way. Then you got other people that are full of the devil, full of evil spirits. I mean, really, truly, voices outside of their own minds speaking to them. This is real, folks. Demons didn't go away when Christ left the earth. They're real. We are spirits with bodies. They're spirits without bodies, and they are all around us. They're influencing our behavior. Then you got people acting out of that. You also got angels that's here to protect us. The Bible says it like this. Those angels are angels have been sent on earth to be ministers to those that be heirs of salvation. So those of us that are in Christ or that are seeking or trusting the most high, really believing and trusting him for our salvation. Angels are sent to protect and guide them. They don't always listen. They don't always follow their lead. They don't always they can't always hear and feel their angels, and oftentimes we suffer danger and even our lives snuffed out of us early because we're not working with the angelic protection that has been given us. Folks, this stuff ain't no make-believe. If you don't believe it, I understand. It just means you don't know. There goes your ignorance right there, but it's real. So my point is, this is our enemy, ignorance, deception, lies, and evil spirits. This is where most of our problems come from. You take away those three things and and put truth where there's ignorance and put truth where there's deception and put truth where there's lies. And once a person walks in their truth and they understand who evil spirits are and they walk in their authority, evil spirits can't touch them. not saying they're going to be perfect, but this is what the Father has come to provide for us, power. This is our earth. Even the Father himself does not He allow us to work within this earth by our will. And he does not violate our will. Our will, we or we run this earth, not even the Father. The Father owns the earth. But the Bible says he has put all things under man's feet. Man has the power. He has given us the authority. It'd be like somebody owns a home, and you live in the home. You're a renter. You might be a renter, but the authority in that home is yours. If that owner comes in your house and you don't let you know he's coming... You could take his life, and he owns the place. That's kind of what the Father has set up for us. He gives us the authority in the earth. The Messiah can't even come unless the earth cry out for a Savior. And then the Father turns around and says, pray that the, that the, that the Messiah return. Why do we have to pray for the Messiah return? Ain't he just going to return when the Father wants him to return? No. We have to ask, Father, send the Messiah. Help us. He only intervenes in this earth as he is invited. That is your Bible. So what am I saying? Our enemy is not white people. I know it look like it sometimes. But for everything white people do, if you look closely, you can see black, so-called black people doing the same thing. That's not our enemy. So I still have to say, don't murder this, this, this killer in your mind. Don't hold nothing against him or white people, or your family, or, here's a good one, yourself. Scripture said we wrestle not against flesh and flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness. Do you know what that is? I guarantee you most of you don't. Again, Scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against 
flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness, in high places. Some of y'all don't have a clue what it is right. So you don't have no reason to be around here hating nothing until you figure out what you're wrestling against. It's against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. That's Ephesians 6 and 12. Priscilla, any last comments about the show, about what you've heard? And folks, remember, we did do a part one to Nipsey last week, and we got more into what is success, because it's definitely not about money and banking. That's only a part of it. That's if you made the money the right way. There is a wrong way to make money that you do for good reasons. And, you know, it's money that do call it, calls it sorrow. There's money that calls sorrow, money that don't cause sorrow. We talked about that last week. We talked about where are we going, where should we be going as a nation, within a nation. All of this was in, uh, not last week, I'm sorry, last week we did not have a show, but a week before that. So go check that out, folks, in the archives. I think it was April the 2nd. Uh, and and it is, as far as any of our other 408 shows, remember, everybody, you can go to Blog Talk Radio. I mean, you can Google, excuse me, Blog Talk Radio, as well as Five Smooth Songs, and get all of those 408 shows. We talk about this whole Hebrew thing, how we, why we believe we're the people of the Bible, and we go into it, we go into it, scripture by scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept. It goes into also how that is not good enough. We must return to the Most High uh, in heart, not just gloat about who we are in the natural. But we won't understand a lot of things happening in our world, per se, unless we also understand the Spirit. So, anyway, per se, please, any comments? Uh, I can maybe start. That was that was that was awesome. Uh, what you said, um, I think it was a very powerful show. Um, I don't think we, I don't think we was able to hit. Um, hold on, hold your little muffle. Your little, little muffle. Do what you did with the phone earlier. I don't think we was able to hit what I believe was most important, and that is what he did. Um, I think. You know, and me included, we end up getting caught up in what who did you know, Nipsey? Yes, what 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 Nipsey did? Well, we uh, made I, some I, things I, at the end there. We did at the end, but I, we yeah, got an end. We did, we did. But listen to me, Seth. We did, but what I'm saying is, we got stuck on the the niggas, the bitches, the hoes, and all of that stuff. We got we got we got a little bit stuck there, and I did too. You know, yeah, that's I was what I'm trying to remember. I was saying, your brothers, I said, hey, I don't want to get stuck here, but that's okay. Well, listen, listen, I, we needed to go down that way. I remember telling you guys, hey, let's not get stuck here. But I, I began to see something that does divide us from young people. So we needed to talk about all that because we are divided there. If they can just get not rid only of does that, it divide us, not only does it divide us from young people, it divide. It's a trick of the enemy, man. It divides our community. It divides yeah. us. From other other ethnicities. There you go. It, it, it stifles right us. There. It stifles us in our growth to be able to uh, extend ourselves beyond just what we know. It limits it limits our education. 
Don't nobody want to deal with you and all you all your conversa- only conversation you got is bitches and hoes and then nobody want to man nobody want to have hoes. I'm come on, that's what I'm. You that's can what never I'm do nothing global. While rap is popular across the world, it is popular. People gonna argue with you there, but I promise you. You're but not going to be getting on, the, the deep, the, the really rich people ain't going to have you all up in there clicks and people. I don't, we, don't, we, don't, we really don't need them. It's one thing to sell records and to be the most popular genre, like reggae. It's popular, too. But what can reggae boast in terms of economics? But it is right. probably one of the, but, if not the third or fourth, it's the fifth most popular music of all time. So you want but that, to, I understand. Go ahead. It's that business savvy. It's that business savvy side of him that caused him to be able to bridge gaps and and extend uh, beyond borders and overcome barriers. It's that business savvy side of him that was able to do that. You know, the other stuff just appealed to the community or the hood. You know, yes, fantastic what he did going back to his community. Uh, absolutely. But I think it's even more phenomenal the way he was able to impact the economic system. He was able to go into a tax bracket that many of us can only dream about. The richest man who ever lived in the book of Ecclesiastes said this. He said, money answereth all things. Money answereth all things. If we, like the scripture said, will humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways, then he'll hear, then we can hear, hear from heaven, heal our land. Then he'll heal us. Then he'll intervene. Then his grace will be upon us. His grace his divine divine influence upon our life that causes us to be who we've been called to be and do what we've been called to do as his chosen people. We got to humble ourselves though, man, and come out and come out of the hood mentality. It's a mentality that keep us bound. I ain't knocking the hood. I come from the hood. Hey, come on. But it's that mentality that you have to break away from. It's the mentality that's gonna be able, that's gonna allow you to be able to, like the like like the scripture said, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Man, we talk about this scripture like you said, like it's a a fairy tale book. Man, this stuff is real life. It's real life. The word of God is true. And it never changed. It's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It's still he's still delivering. He's still healing. He's still protecting. He's still encouraging. He's still building up. He's still uh, making victorious. The Bible said he make all things new, all things new. 
And my 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 issue is that what this the, the gospel that we're we're sharing or passing on to our young people. Our young people is, are more enamored with the world than they are the things of God. And that concerns me. That concerns me. Because all of that other stuff the scripture let us know is going to pass away. But the word is going to stand forever. Yeah, I can remember all the Nipsey songs, but I can't remember a scripture. I can't walk a scripture out. Can't live godly. When in fact the Bible tells us that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given us everything we need, but we choose the latter. He said, choose ye this day who you're going to serve. Choose life or choose death. And then he gave us an open book quiz and said, choose life. Here, take this one. Choose life. And for whatever reason, our young people, not all of them, it's always an exception to the rule, but our young people in large part rather choose death. Than life because of this fairy tale God because you got these guys making all this money and not acknowledging God so they saying man they do it without him they ain't gotta uh, they ain't gotta be uh 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 all on this God stuff and they making they making money they making bank I don't know what they saying now but they you know how they say you know what I'm saying and they so enamored by the things and. Somehow just negate the giver. They so caught they up in the gift. They trivialize. They trivialize not only older people, but their belief system. They're looking for another right. way. And you're having right. that standard tonight. And Brother El Shua is trying to say, don't throw them on the bus. You know, we need them. They're our future. Uh, you know, I wish I could have, you know. It's so There's two arguments right, right, going on right, here. Right, 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 right. Right, and let me say this too. Let me say this. I want to humble myself right here on this show as far as it reaches, and I want to humble myself and apologize to Brother Elishua if I somehow offended him or uh, said something out of the way that was not like God. Brother, I ask for your forgiveness. Uh, if you're still listening, I believe you're still listening, but, man, I – I apologize, bro. I, I, it was not my intention, if I did, to sound insensitive about your situation. That is, that was not my. That's not my position. That would never be my position. That's not my character. That's not how I operate. I'm a man of God. That's not how I operate. Um, and I love you with everything in me, my brother. So I just want I you to know that. I believe the point is taken. I believe that point is taken, and I don't think nobody listened to this show felt like you did that. I think you were standing, and I'm not trying to say it because you're here and he's gone, but I'm just trying to kind of rush and, re- rush and wrap this up. But listen, brother, you was fine. Joe Grant, you you didn't never, ever go there. I think he was just trying to just state what you were saying. Our people deserve better. Nobody else called their women bitches and hoes. No other culture. Right. Not not right. not like we do it in in song. They may behind closed doors. They may once in a while in public, but just constantly have songs playing on the radio. Bitches, hoes. My, it's just it's just unacceptable. But the 
is a generation, like I was just saying, they're grown. They're part of society, too, and we, 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 we don't have the power to tell them what to listen to. They want to listen to it, fine, but it just looks crazy. It looks mm-hmm. crazy. If on an international market, it looks crazy. And then you go fly all the way to London, or you fly all the way to uh, anywhere, be it in Europe, be it in Africa, be it in Australia, be it in, in China, and you happen to flip on the TV, and there we are, saying, my holes, I take Every- a bitch to the mall. And, and so, everywhere you go, uh, you're a ho- everywhere you go, you a nigger. Everywhere you go, you a nigger. Right. Right, but then if somebody call you that, of course, in those countries, you want to get mad. So I understand what you're saying. I think what the brother was saying is, does that word still mean brother to someone in the hood? Yes. But you got to remember all kind of folks buying your music. You can say, F them, I don't care about them. We're making this money. So what's up? Well, you can say that. You can say that. But it's not going to have the longevity. After a while, what are you going to do when everybody wake up and they stop saying nigga? You still got this music floating around. Everybody looking at it like, I can't believe we used to do that. So I understand both sides. I understand uh, 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 what my son was saying. We would not hear nobody unless they came talking like this. But I think, again, they're looking for some type of, um, uh, uh, they're looking for some type of uh, uniform. They, they're looking to establish their own. They're very disappointed with us as older people when we drop the ball in, especially where economics is concerned. And what I try to tell him, and I'll tell every one of you listening, is your economics does not define you as a people. We're more than just economics. We're a spirit with spiritual needs, first and foremost. I tell my children your top ten needs should not be something you can see, taste, touch, or smell. We are more than... We're not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We are spirits driving around in a physical body that's decaying every day. We are spiritual beings. All of our most biggest needs are something you can't see. Love. Feel acceptance. Feel wanted. Feel valued. Faith. These things is what we killing and dying for. Long for more than anything. We spend money to get those things. So, Priscilla, thank you for coming on the show tonight. I gotta wrap up, gotta wrap up, gotta wrap up, brother. Give me 15 seconds, last words. I'm doing 15 seconds. I gotta run, gotta run, gotta run. 15 seconds. We gotta stand for God. Bottom line, we gotta stand up for God. God is an original God, and God is an all powerful God. We gotta believe that. We gotta believe. If we're gonna believe anything, if we're going to believe that he's Lord at all, then we got to know that he's Lord of all. And that's that's pretty much all I got to say. Powerful, Thank you powerful, for having me on, brother. brother. I appreciate it. Well, it's good to have you on. I don't know what we'll be doing next week. Priscilla, your line is muted. Thank you very much. I uh, don't know what we're doing next week, folks. Stay tuned. We'll let you know. Stay tuned. Keep uh, remember, if you want to know, uh, if you want to listen to any of our previous shows, over 408 shows, simply Google Five Sons on Blog Talk Radio, and you can have your pick of the various topics. We, we, we go deep. We, it's always emotions. It's always God. It's always scriptures. And I do think the Father speaks through us every single week some, somewhere along the lines because if nothing else, even if it's a word he has given us in the past that liberated us, that you can get for sure, but sometimes you can get a fresh manner word on the Five Smooth Stone Network. You better believe it. You better ask somebody. So anyway, 
Check this out. We're going to go out with a very important song. I want y'all to really listen to the lyrics to this. Really listen to the lyrics to this. And uh, we'll see you next week. Again, love every single one of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Royalty. Royalty. Power to the chosen people. Bible in my hand. Word inside my heart. And pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something. Looking for a life, trying to find the truth. But we give them doubt, saying we do something we don't. Hurting people, saying we do things that we won't. Whooping, she's clothing with a cross on his chest. Taking people money, promising to be blessed. But power to the chosen people, who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal. His own chosen people, royal priesthood. That you've been called out of the darkness Into the marvelous light Do you know who you are? Royalty Once we weren't the people Now we are the people Do you know who you are?
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.